What? Hey. <laughs> Welcome to Tone Talk with Mark Uzanski and Dave Friedman. Uh, tonight, in the beginning. <laughs> Stonehenge was created. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Back in the 1800s, where amps went to 11. Right. <laughs> I hope everybody's doing good. I know people joined at eight o'clock for some reason. I think because the um, the time change, the video. Even though I scheduled it for nine, it, it said it doesn't follow. It resets. Oh, yeah. I don't know what happened, but sorry yeah. for people for waiting, but thanks for uh, pre-gaming and, <laughs> <laughs> and, hang, and hanging out. And we already got super chats and people here, so that's great. Um, before we get started, I want to mention, um, well, first I want to introduce our guest, Marty, uh, from Motor City Guitar. Hey. What's up, Marty? How are hey, you? Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me on, you guys. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Thanks for having coming on, man. I hear I've heard so much about your legendary store that I um I just want to fly to Detroit just to go to see the Please store. do, man. Yeah, anytime. Come on over. I will. We got a lot of, we got a lot of lefties here. You do? Oh okay. yeah. No, I've yeah. Come on, Mark. Right let's there. go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> hey, okay, man. Wait. Anytime. Uh can, my, Mark, can you pull his mic down a little? Yeah, I can do that. Just he's just a little loud, I think. He's a little hot. Yeah, a little hot. Coming in a little hot. Okay. <laughs> All right. How's that? Let, let's hear you, Marty. Uh, how's that? Any better? That's better. Yeah. Is that well, good? Sorry about okay. that. <laughs> yeah, then, no, that was just, it was just blaring at me. Okay, perfect. So. All right. So, uh, yeah, I'd love to come to your store. Um, I've never been to Detroit, so I came to Cleveland. Uh, I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's not Detroit. Which is not yeah. Detroit. So, I know, but it was. We should do a road, do a little road trip, tone talk, uh, road trip. We we should maybe in twenty twenty three, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> are there any pharmaceutical companies in Detroit? <laughs> <laughs> probably. Are yeah, there? yeah, I'm probably. sure there are. I'll give them a call. That that's what I do for a living. So, uh, I'll make maybe I can make a trip out of it. But um, so yeah, guys, I want to mention our. Uh, our sponsors also so sweetwater uh, make sure you guys check out sweetwater.com and go to their site we have a link an affiliate link below uh in our description of the video so make sure you guys go if you're going to buy anything uh for the holidays please use our link and um and also we've got fixpedalboards.com so check out fixpedalboards.com with tim and uh, he's going to have some new products on there soon if not already so uh, the brand new stuff isn't there yet, but it's coming. And we're going to do Mark's pedalboard build with it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Where where somehow I think I'm going to sign in as, as another user and have an I, uh, like an I, uh, iPhone pointing down at a board or something. Yeah, I like that idea. Or something like that seems like the, and just turn the sound off for that mic and just, you know, it seems like. Right. The, and that way you can show what you're doing. Uh, yeah, or we can discuss it, and then I'm probably not going to show me building it, but right, or right, maybe right. we can later. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, whatever, whatever works. Are you, Dave? Are you going to be doing your pedal boards again? Yeah, that fact. Uh, they uh, some of them just came in. Awesome. Uh, they're going to be configured a little different. Um, they're not going to come with a bag. Unfortunately, the pandemic ended that for our bag supplier. Mm. <laughs> 
So oh, there won't be a bag, but it'll be all a la carte. So it'll just be the board sold separately, the buffer bay and the power supply all sold, you know, a la carte kind of. So, and there's some new different sizes. They're going to be a, a smaller baby board. And uh, some of the sizes are altered. And there's going to be some bigger boards for the people that, you know, just want to carry around something huge. <laughs> mm -hmm. which they exist yeah oh yeah definitely <laughs> they definitely exist man i don't know if i would carry it around but i would love to have like a giant you know a giant ass board that'd be cool. oh yeah yeah but but you might need a bigger room in your house well, i was gonna say I, I don't have the room that's the problem so yeah <laughs> but but anyway uh <clears throat> what was i gonna say I had a lot of people in the chat already uh, <laughs> 135 people watching. See some so, familiar names there. What's so, that? You see some yeah, oh, yeah, people? for sure. So, <laughs> I want to mention to the people in the chat, and I'd like people's thoughts, and we can discuss it here. But the idea was, and I actually saw it on uh, Lyle's channel when he went live, he limited his chat to only subscribers. And well, to participate in the chat to subscribers, right. To participate yeah. in the chat, it would be to subscribers only. And I like the idea. I didn't do it for tonight because I, I like you mentioned, Marty, you were gonna have some folks who were gonna be popping in. And, yeah, you know, so I didn't want to like just limit it to folks who, you know, they, they since they might not be uh subscribers, but I'm curious what people think. Um, because it would encourage people to subscribe to the channel. Mm -hmm. And since we do have a lot of people who don't. So, and then it also get rid of the bots that we seem to be getting almost every show where they come in and they start trying to say people want a prize or something. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so it'd be good to get rid of that also, but in any case, so I'm curious what people, uh, you know, um, what people think. So, oh, so Marty. Yeah. How long are you, Dave, you and Dave go back? Oh, we, we were, were just, just talking, discussing that. We were just talking about that. Wow, nineteen seventy six. So Dave, Dave was six, and I was seven. <laughs> wow. So how'd you meet? Uh, the first time I remember Dave coming uh, coming over to my house was on uh, Bicentennial Fourth of July. Yeah, but that's not when we first met. No, we, we met, met like at a your neighbor's house. My neighbor, who was this uh, lady, Doctor Gates. Yeah. Um. What was that? Wasn't that a wedding? I don't remember that. I remember I the 4th of July it was thing some sort really of well. Party. It was some sort of party or something. I think she maybe just got married or something, but reception. And we lived next door to her. We were invited. And then I guess, your uh, Marty, your parents were invited also. Yeah. And they, brought, and they brought you. And that's where we met. And that was the start of it all. And then it was like we probably spent every day with each other for the next like 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I remember yeah. one of my one of my earliest memories of Dave was uh, after the Fourth of July. It was like he's I don't know how he always found ways to find this like cool stuff. Like in Michigan back then, like they had these like lame fireworks. It was like Class C or something. I think it's changed since then. But like all you could have was like sparklers and like those little like uh, worm things, you know. And Dave had like these like M80s and like uh, <laughs> you know he's like it's funny that he makes these amps that are like blowing everything away. Like back in those days, he was like. He had all these like up. Roman candles. Yeah, he's blowing everything <laughs> up. 
You know what? You know what? Like, where are you getting this stuff? It was it was an, it was a uh, I do remember this. It was an online uh, fireworks uh, thing that not online. I was uh, saying online me, catalog. Oh, yeah, was fireworks it? catalog. I don't know how I found out about this because there was no online. Especially when you're like five, eight years and, old or something. <laughs> I, I somehow found out about this catalog. I have no idea how, and I don't remember at all. You but, were always um, like that. You were always like, no, you always knew about all, all types of things. I'm like, how the heck did you know about There was a catalog this? you can, from out of state, you could order all this stuff. Like, yeah. it was M80s, though. It was M60s, which were close to M80s. They made a big uh, boom. You know, oh, yeah. They, they could probably blow a finger off. So Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh and uh roman candles yeah yeah roman and candles I, I flaring some, those other, some other good ones that were big tubes that rockets real fireworks you know oh yeah stuff. yep <laughs> they'll launch them off in the driveway in the backyard and stuff oh yeah That's didn't have to worry about stuff burning there because it rains a lot you know <laughs> stuff's pretty moist <laughs> yeah back in the day we used to have that in in florida also a lot of fireworks yeah 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 roman was, candles and yeah, we used to do crazy that shit. Was, you know, that was the good old days when they allowed you to blow your hand off if you, right, if you right, wanted right. to. They right, allowed right. you to to get on the uh, merry-go-round at the park, which don't was, exist anymore, and oh, survival yeah, of the fittest. Until you fall off and break your arm. They allowed you to do all that stuff. Why not? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, you know, and and don't get me started on that. I, I, think, I think we were better off knowing that stuff. We learned valuable lessons quickly. I remember you fixing the lawnmower and stuff when you were like a little kid, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's the funny thing. I was always mechanically inclined, and I remember so my so my I, I remember this distinctly. So my dad was a surgeon, right? So my dad was was a specialist. He was a surgeon and a specialist, and like chief of surgery and all sorts of things, you know, over his career. And um, but he was not mechanically inclined at all. It's very interesting. Yeah. So I remember distinctly, uh, we, we, we got a wheelbarrow for the house and you had to put it together, right? You had to bolt it together. Yeah. Right? And I remember him sitting there staring at the directions and not getting it. And I'm like, I didn't even look at the directions. I'm like, well, it goes like this. And you just to put this through here and the bolt through there. And it just, you know, that just came naturally to me. Yeah. And, uh, but he couldn't do it. He was just like looking at me, like, going, How did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> did your dad play guitar? No, not at all. No music. No, no music. Oh, well, classical music, maybe. Yeah. He used to like, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't not a music guy. What about you, Marty? Did you come from a musical family or? Oh, <laughs> uh, my. I had like older, like older sisters that were uh, like listening to music. I, I had like three older sisters, you know? So uh, luckily, one of them, my sister Nancy, had like a pretty cool record collection, Zeppelin and Sabbath and uh, Rush and stuff. So that's where I got my first kind of hook on music, you know? Yeah. Some of that yeah. stuff still like totally like some of those songs are like still like burned into my head permanently from when I was and, like a little and kid. mine. Totally, because, yeah. Because I was at his house all the time. So it was burned in, uh, you know? Yeah. I still distinctly remember your room covered in posters. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 100% <laughs> floor to ceiling and ceiling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's funny because our our uh, we spent like every minute at each other's houses, and like it, it was like couldn't be more opposite houses either. Dave's house was totally like Dave was the only child, and his house was real calm and uh, peaceful and everything. And then my house with the three older sisters, uh, it was extreme chaos almost at all times. You know, 
<laughs> I just uh yeah, but I don't, I, remember, I don't remember Marion being there early on. She may have been. She may have moved out by the time out. we started hanging out. Probably right on their way out, you know. And Nancy and Daria were there. Yeah, and they often and, had and, like, and they weren't exactly uh, hellacious fights and stuff. They weren't exactly, <laughs> shall we say, uh, goody two shoes type girls. <laughs> right? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, but they were distinctly very different from each other, for sure. Yeah, I just remember. I just remember me and Dave like. Uh, and we'd be sitting there like mowing down Captain Crunch watching TV and like all this chaos going on, <laughs> like crazy Fight, fights. Your father screaming at them. And me and Dave had like our own, like, remember, Dave, we had like our own, like, uh, code words. And, like, we had like our own language. We could sit there and communicate with each other. <laughs> Nobody could tell what we were saying. Yeah, I barely remember that one. I, but, barely, yeah. I, I, I just kind of remembered it myself. It was funny, though. Yeah. <laughs> it was just funny because it was so chaotic and uh, we were just, you know, oblivious you know i was like way younger than my sister so well yeah but i mean like you know yeah yeah you were way younger right so yeah. like, how how was the age difference between you and daria uh she's like five years older than me oh yeah 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 and then nancy was like another yeah she was like, like a couple years, years older than, than yeah or a couple, couple years, years older yeah. yeah and uh they used to have like some some insane like 70s parties too uh i don't know if, if that was before me and you started hanging out and like one time they had a party so big they were talking about it on the radio, <laughs> like WABX or something. <laughs> I think I remember some of this. Yeah. yeah, I was like a little kid, like hiding in the woods, just watching it. <laughs> you know. Yeah, there's some crazy stuff that went on. That. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's some interesting well, you, stuff. You live through it. Oh yeah, that's the best. So yeah, he escaped to my house. Or, yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I didn't know you were an only child, David. Yeah, that's cool. I yeah, I wanted to, I'm so proud of this guy because he, you know, after high school, he moved out to California. You know, Dave was like a kid. And and unfortunately, he had both Dave's parents were both like awesome people. And I, I miss him still. But, uh, you know, he was uh, he was basically like on his own. And he moved out there with like literally no connections. You know, he just started at square one out there and, uh, you know, just kind of everything he did out there was just based on his own effort and his own talent. And I, I'm, I'm so proud of you, man. Oh, thanks, oh, man. Nice. Yeah. You know, I mean, it. it's, uh, and your parents would be uh, so proud too. You know, you, you were like, uh, you were everything to them, you know, <laughs> you know, well, that's awesome. That's yeah. So cool. No, it's, uh, but yeah, it, it was, uh, it was, it was just something, you know? Yeah. That's cool. That's so yeah. Cool. Um, Daryl Bibler. 20 uh 20 super chat but it says 50 dollars. so where's our 30 bucks man yeah what happened to the 30 bucks? <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure what the 50 means under it but but thank you yeah we we, we appreciate it man thank you very yeah. much uh we're just joking but yeah that's that that was strange if you ha if you do have a question let me know okay um remember yeah. watching tv back in those days dave like uh what there was TV? A, there was there was a there was an early cable TV on TV. Remember on that TV on TV? I remember that on TV. It was like uh, there was like this like separate box that had its own speaker on it. So you, we we had to like mic the speak. We had to like mic the TV in order to record the shows. <laughs> so when you'd watch the videotape, 
Plus the video, remember the video uh, recorder was like the size of like a suitcase, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, huge. <laughs> yeah, it was like I, the size of the TV, and then it had yeah. a thing that popped up on top of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that, that wasn't even that. I mean, we're talking about what the video camera, if you were trying to record it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, oh, oh, that, yeah, that was hilarious. And you had to bring half the VTR with you when you went to go, like, record. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a, that was a yeah, weird time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, sure. Dave was into high end gear even back then. I remember, like, uh, you know, we had B like BB guns. You know, we used to do, like target practice, and you know, I had like the red Daisy, like the like Daisy gun. Like, you know, you'd shoot it, and you had to like aim high because like the BB would just like drop down. Dave gets this like sweet like pellet gun. I don't even know how he figured out. Like, you know, it's just like it was just hilarious. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I remember <laughs> blowing out the neighbors' lights in their yard. <laughs> <laughs> across from your house <laughs> they're long gone now so <laughs> repercussions at this point it's so funny when you're a kid i don't know why but yeah you, you don't even think about this stuff right you, right, we you get horrible things how the mailboxes and all sorts of stuff oh yeah the mailboxes yeah street signs yeah yeah i mean i did the same thing why why are kids so destructive <laughs> they aren't anymore yeah you don't leave the house now yeah that's true you know it, it was it was before you know we were always outside oh my god oh, yeah. Right there, yeah like every you know moment when it wasn't snowing or something for sure when it was snowing we were outside yeah Let's for sure go for it man let's let's uh you know ride ride by we got into bmx bikes and stuff and then oh yeah and, that was a big that, thing and that really became that thing. morning oh yeah we were that we I, it's funny i was thinking about that because like uh we had built like an entire like full-on like like motocross track remember i had that motorcycle yeah and then uh and uh the kind of thing you'd never be able to get away with today like with all these homeowners associations and stuff we were like freaking going crazy out there at the you know, motocross bike. And, uh, I remember Dave, uh, even back in those days, Dave was like totally like modding his bike. He was like a little kid. Yeah. And he had this I'm like, modding my he, bike. he had this like tricked out. What was it? Like a GT or like a hutch, hutch. or something like that. Hutch. <laughs> Get all the like custom rims and, uh, you know, uh, cranks and everything on there. It was just all like decked out. It's the <laughs> same thing, man. It was just, it just my, it was my DNA, you know, it was just right. like, that's that out. and it just changed interests as time went on you know yeah you're just like it was funny because you're just like a little kid and you knew all there was to know about these things you know the all the different types of cranks and forks and stems and everything you know? yeah exactly yeah i i went deep on that stuff yeah. I, remember, I remember reading about that stuff um i would get the magazines and you know like the the mongoose parts and oh yeah yeah and all that stuff but i never i just had a regular bike but i always dreamed about like getting that stuff oh know, no like, we I, we raced and stuff that's we cool, did, cool. I mean, yeah like, like at it like races like real deal that thing. place we that place we used to race at is right down the street from the store <laughs> and it's still there yeah, the it's still there. Still looks exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, the track's a little different now, but yeah, it's this. It's it's the same. Yeah, yeah. I remember we used to race there. That's super. Yeah, cool. that was fun. That was super fun. Yeah. So you got like, do you remember listening to music back even back then? Because I remember like when I was around that age, I was listening to ACDC. That was like my thing. Well, it uh, started. It started with his sister, right? So his sister yeah. had all this stuff 
like yeah. Zeppelin and 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 you know Rush and I don't know every, you know all all the music from the seventies you know yeah and right. um it kind of started with that and yeah. um then it progressed to like Van Halen and and then Marty and I got into this really heavy stage oh yeah for like thrash you know death metal kind of stuff <laughs> uh, you know, oh, yeah. of like venom, venom and king diamond and and all this oh, stuff. yeah like crazy uh raven and and like all these bands you know everything out of krang magazine you know what i mean at the time oh yeah there was, was that, that later on was that stage. later on in high school after we, that was probably after we started playing guitar i think yeah after we started playing guitar marty started playing guitar first yeah and then uh and then because of him playing guitar, of course, I had to pick it up too. Mm. Yeah. But he was always a better guitar player than me. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, much better. <laughs> but um what made you get into guitar, Marty? Uh yeah, I love music. I mean, like I say, we used to listen to those like like, like Rob my sister's record collection all the time and uh loved music. And then I, I remember uh the minute I wanted to I, I knew I had to play guitar for some reason was the uh I think I was like nine years old, like the uh, stick song, the grand illusion mm. that, and there was that Tommy Shaw solo at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. I remember hearing that and being like, Oh my God, I gotta get a guitar, you know, so I like begged my parents for a guitar, you know, and I think like a year later I got my first guitar, some cheap uh, classical. And then, uh, eventually like a Magnum, uh, Explorer copy, which I still have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That was a cool Explorer though. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I still I have to, it actually. Put Gibson on it. I remember it had like uh, fake humbuckers. Like when you took the covers off, it was just sing like single coils underneath there. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was a good solid piece of wood. It was, yeah. I yeah, still I have it. it. it Is cool. it a bolt-on neck or actually a set neck? No, oh, yeah. set neck. It was like a copy of like a '58 Explorer. That's great. I painted it, of course, a million times. You know, probably I think I striped it at some point, and then like painted it with this like rock paint. You know. <laughs> Right. You think it probably came out of the same factory as like the Ibanez factory that they were making those? I think it was be. like Matsumoku, I believe. Some Could of that be. uh 70s uh Magnum stuff. So you know how it's weird some of that stuff's collectible now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Time to restore it. Yeah. I had this uh <laughs> I had this uh substitute teacher at school, Mrs. Saunders. She was like a she was like an older lady when I was like a little kid, you know, and she would uh when she would come and substitute, she'd like have a, she was like a, like a Woodstock kid, you know? So she had like all these like hippie stuff on like Jimi Hendrix pins and she'd come in with a guitar, you know, when I was like, you know, like nine years old and everybody was like, Oh, Mrs. Saunders is here. You know, she'd come in and she'd be like playing guitar and she'd be like, all right, kids, you know? So I was like, uh, I think she was my first guitar teacher mm. <laughs> after school. You know? Yeah. Funny though. Cause like uh, decades later, she came in the store and I was like, what Mrs. Saunders, you know? <laughs> oh, wow. That's true. It was awesome. Yeah. She was still around. Wow. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. I wish I, I, wish I played guitar early on. I didn't pick it up until I was about 30, you know? So I, I know a lot of great players who start late though. Seems like a lot of really good players start really late. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, if you, if you have the time to focus on it, right. Yeah. You no, know, I mean, I, I did put a lot of time into. Yeah, but you played drums. I did play drums for a long time. That's true. Yeah, so so yeah. it, it kind of helped a little bit. I I can't even put a beat together. No <laughs> drum set. Yeah, like kick and snare is a fucking hard for me. 
Me neither. I love drums. I, 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 can't, I, drums. Can't, I can't get it right. <laughs> of course, yeah. I've never spent much time trying it, trying to do it either, because it doesn't interest me in the slightest. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, you know, you can probably interest me to, 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 to do it. And then I'll learn everything there is to know about it. Right. You know, everything literally, that's the way it's been all my life in everything. <laughs> you just died out when she, when like she I was it. playing baseball early on too. And oh, yeah. like, and like, you know, yeah, I tried to be the best I could be at that, you know, and then hockey, 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 yeah, hockey yeah. tons of years. And, uh, you know, always tried my, my best. Went to hockey camp in Houghton, Michigan. And yeah, Scotland. I remember that. You know, like, you know, to beat the living crap out of you at the hockey camp, by the way. <laughs> or at least they used to. Now, every Johnny will be too upset or you need to go home because the words hurt him. <laughs> I don't know if it's like that. Oh, I, I, what? Uh, you think? I, I actually know someone that is a goalie coach. And several times he's been let go because he spoke too harshly at the students. This is a private goalie coach. They're hired, uh, hired to really beat the students into being an NHL style, you know, hmm. thing. Right, right. Well, but, you have you know, to be. I mean, but, but, you know, they, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Johnny was upset. <laughs> You're right. You know, I, mean, I, remember, I remember, I remember literally like you, you just to you practically puked. I mean, you know, or yeah. puked. Oh, you yeah. Know, buck, just go. It's like they weren't nice about it. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I hired um, a trainer for my son when he wanted to be a quarterback. Um, Cause you got to get me pushed. You yeah. Have to be he, pushed. he actually, I went out there and he puked right there. Like his yeah. first night, you got to be pushed hard. <laughs> he just, he just like, just, there's no way dinner, around it. Sorry, his dinner just came right up. He was, yeah. you know, and then he and but I was like, you okay? And he was like, yeah, I'll do it again tomorrow. No, just <laughs> don't eat dinner. He's like, I'm ready to do it. Don't again. eat dinner first. Yeah, exactly. That's what. That's exactly what it was. It was just yeah. don't eat dinner first. <laughs> eat dinner later. <laughs> right about about forty four, maybe an hour before. But uh, I remember teachers like that too. The good teachers in school, for me, were the hard ones. Mm. They're they're the ones. That if you if you followed by their plan and you you did your best at what they were asking you to do, they would you they would really respond to you. You know, like I remember a psychology teacher. You might remember this person. Uh, oh, what was her name? Shoot, there were it, there was an old psychology teacher at Andover High School, mm. and it, she was. Oh, see, I'm, I'm, I have this name of a former teacher that's in my head now, but mm, I don't remember. Ah. She, she was a lesbian. Oh, and she was really hard. God, I can't. I'm just ringing a bell now. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember her name right now off the top of my head. Anyway, hard like tough, or hard like a hard class? No, like. She was tough. Oh yeah. She was tough. But if oh, you yeah. did if you did the work right. and you got something out of the class, you know, she was great. Yeah. 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 I did the work, she liked me. So it worked out good for me in the end. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it's, it's always good to it, even if a teacher might be tough, but if they make it interesting, 
and engaging, you know. I remember getting paddled. That's how, long, how old I am at uh, elementary I got school. Paddled. Oh, are you kidding? <laughs> no, man. I, um, I don't, I don't, I didn't get paddled ever, but um, I did. But I <laughs> yeah, do distinctly remember at my private school I was in, I do distinctly remember that if, you know, if someone fell asleep at the back of the class, the teacher would throw an eraser from the chalkboard at him, <laughs> like at his head. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that stuff would never happen today. Oh, no. Well, the paddling thing, I remember when that that ended up going away. But this this guy, it was in middle school. I don't know. I don't even remember what I did. But he had the board of education. It was a paddle that actually said the board of education. <laughs> I and, love it. Ah. <laughs> and it, and it's it one way a, to learn, that's for sure. Yeah, and it had a holes in it, so it could travel faster through the air. Oh man, wow. modded, modded paddle, <laughs> modded paddle. Yeah, yo, he was a you pro. Did, you did not want to go in there. Let me tell you. <laughs> wow. I got, I got paddled for having some other kid stick a pencil in my arm. <laughs> oh wait, I think I remember this. Yeah, like blood gushing all over the place. <laughs> got paddled for getting in a fight after that. <laughs> oh, well, you got. Well, go you know. Yeah, he probably <laughs> deserved it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, they don't. They'll never do that again. That's for sure. It's funny when I think think about the things that we used to do, like uh, like waiting. We used to just go out all night waiting for. I remember going out to get concert tickets and stuff. We just like. Yeah, we would, yeah. We, we would go like yeah. two in the morning. We would go to all the night. record yeah. store and be there all night long. Yeah, outside in the cold sometimes. Right, and uh, to get our concert tickets because right. because from okay, so our first concert <laughs> was was the Who in night. Well, I don't. Was that your first concert too? That was my first rock concert. Yeah, the the, the Who in oh yeah, there was something before that, right? I, I saw I, a few concerts before that, but like the Who was, yeah, like at the, the Silver Dome. 1981, I think. Yeah, yeah. it was 1981. Yeah. I still wow. think I have a program from it. Yeah, and, it was like uh, 90,000 people there. Yeah, and it, it's kind of funny because um, so it was the, the, the Clash and Eddie Money. Yeah. Opening up. Yep. Wow, I want a weird bill. Yeah, well, that, I mean, it wasn't that weird at the time, but yeah, you know, it was... Uh, and I, I remember. I think, I think we saw part of the clash. They got remember they got booed off the stage. They were yeah, pissed. I think so. And then they dropped their guitars. We saw Eddie Money, didn't we? Oh, I, I got remember I got separated from you guys. Like uh, I don't even remember how I got home that night. <laughs> no, you got. I think didn't you come to the car eventually or something? No, that was a different concert at, at the Who. That was funny. It was my first concert. Remember there was like uh, it was at the Silverdome, and like it was uh, there would be like you'd have like. 10,000 people at once, like rush from the, like, uh, the stands onto the floor, you know, remember that day they'd be like yeah. three, two, one. And then like, like 10,000 people would come down on the floor. So the floor yeah. had like seven times more people than we're supposed to be down there. So it was so crowded. We got separated and I, I don't remember even how I got, I remember being in the parking lot. I think maybe, you call, maybe, maybe somehow you contacted your dad or something. Or That's right. I was trying to think about that. I remember being in the I, parking lot. I was actually in the parking lot when everybody else was gone. <laughs> so it had to be like four o'clock in the I morning. Remember. Either that or you somehow made your way back to my, my car when my mom picked me up or something. Because we were kids at this time, 81. I right? know. I can't Same even job. remember. Or it may have involved the police. 
<laughs> it might have. Who knows? I mean, you're like 13 years old. I just remember old. it didn't. Yeah. definitely didn't slow us down. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, so, so, you know the, the, next concert. the funny thing is later on, so at the time, Steve Ferris played with Eddie Money. And, and later on, he was on our show. And he brought up the fact about that. And he brought up that show. No kidding. Over on with Eddie Money. And I go, you're never going to believe this. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say that happened at the show? Do you remember? I don't actually remember yeah, what he know. said happened. I have to re revisit the episode. Yeah, I don't remember either. Um, but um, I go that. Ah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's a show. But that but, but from from that point on, concerts were a go. Oh yeah, we saw a million <laughs> so from, concerts. From, from nine, you know, I would say from the main concert years were from 1981 to 1986 or seven. Yeah, those where we saw literally every show that yeah. came that every rock show that came through Detroit. Some crazy ones. Did you see Van uh, Halen? Yeah. Oh I yeah, saw Van Halen 1984 tour. That was great. That was amazing. We saw Rush. Uh -huh. Yeah. What moving, moving pictures picture. was that? Probably. Uh, uh, oh yeah. Did you? I remember seeing the Megadeth at Blondie's. Were you at that one? That was awesome. I don't uh, remember. Uh, I don't think oh, so. Metallica at uh, at oh, Royal, yeah, no, Music, no, no. Theater. Royal was, Music Theater. So uh, we, this was when uh, this was when like teenage, teenage kids could get like ten front row tickets to Metallica. Yeah. By just, Armored Saint. Yeah, Armored Saint Wasp, Wasp, and Metallica. But I remember yeah. as soon as Metallica came out, we like fucking hightailed it to the back because it started like the crazy mosh pit or oh, something. Moshing. I remember that very well. It was funny. Uh, was, uh yeah, it was. Uh, and the, now, I remember now Wasp and Armored Saint are touring together again. I remember Wasp was actually headlining that tour, and at the and then like by the time they got to Detroit, Metallica had like surpassed Wasp in terms of popularity, so they were kind of. Or maybe they were equal, so they were kind of like co-headlining it, trading yeah. on off. So, uh, but uh, I remember it was just like we, uh, we, it was like you know, 10, 16 year old kids. We had like front row tickets. Remember from waiting out yeah. overnight at the record store, mm -hmm. and uh, and to see Armored Saint and uh, Wasp in the front row in nineteen eighty something was pretty cool. Oh yeah, <laughs> Dave. I don't know if you remember this. <laughs> We had these like there was like these uh, all these people kept on rushing the stage like you said there was like uh, all this like mosh pit and everything there's like these much older guys were behind us and like they kept on like pushing on us it was so tight it, like uh, we, we were like crammed in like sardines you couldn't even move you know and uh, Dave's girlfriend at the time turns around to these older guys and she's like if you guys don't back off my boyfriend's gonna kick all your asses <laughs> I don't remember that <laughs> is that Joey? <laughs> Yeah, it was Jay, right? <laughs> like, oh, oh, shit. <laughs> and this other guy, this other guy that was with us, I remember uh, he was like crying during the concert. And I'm like, what's going what on? Man? With us? What with us? We had like 10, 10 of our friends were there because I remember getting those 10 tickets, you know? I remember. Yeah. I don't know who. He was crying. And I remember like, hey, man, what's, what's wrong? And uh, he like looks down and is like, it's like your girlfriend's knee was like shoved right where it counts. <laughs> and like the, the crowd was just like, like, un, like, but so she was basically like kicking him in the nuts. Oh, Holy shit. He's like, he's <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> uh, that's 
too funny. That was classic. Remember our uh, remember Sharif, our singer in our band. He he was at that concert. They he jumped up on the stage during Armored Saint. They like threw him out. Yeah, <laughs> poor guy missed the whole show. Oh, that's a bummer. I do. Yeah. I vaguely remember that now. So you yeah. guys were in the same band together? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh man. Early, I, I, early band when you know we were just all newbies on guitar. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. Uh, it was fun though. Yeah, so I, I got a classic videotape of that that I'm, I'm hoping to find one day. You guys got to check it out. Oh, if you find it, we're posting. Oh it up God, here. no! Garage party, <laughs> total eighties, eighties city. No. You email me that as soon as you find it, Marty. I will. It's here at the store somewhere. We used to watch it in here back when we had like a VCR, you know, like twenty five oh, years ago. But uh, it, it's lost somewhere. But yeah, it's so classic. Wow. <laughs> I have I, I I used to have some videotapes that are long gone of old days eight, from the eighties. You know. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Stuff. Sure, like I wouldn't have thrown that one away. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Um. Hey, by the way, we've got a lot of love for hey, Sharif is in the chat. Oh, Sharif, Sharif is man, how are you? What's up, Roof? <laughs> awesome. He's in Orlando. Yeah, he uh, he works at Disney. Oh. Yeah. I'm looking for, Oh, there he is. I give him credit, man. We uh we uh we used to play a lot of like really hard to sing songs i mean we, we did like iron maiden like queen's art queen's reich and all this like complex stuff and uh, i had like super hard to sing yeah man he he went for it <laughs> he went for it yeah he sure did good you know yeah, he had balls that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> that's uh yeah that was, that, those were good times remember they uh Another concert that stands out was that American Rock Festival, Dave. Remember that? Yeah, you sent me those videos of that. Yeah, yeah, well, that was like that. So it was like a festival. Yeah. Where was it? Battle Creek or something? Or uh, something? Cal- Kalamazoo, Kalamazoo, like a ski lodge. Yeah, yeah. it was and like it was, uh, what Rat, uh, Night Ranger, except. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, um, um, I think the headliner, Crew. Tri- the headliner was Triumph. Yeah, Molly Crew, Ozzy with Jakey Lee. Yep. Wow. And uh, yeah, Great. Triumph was the headliner. Interestingly, yeah, yeah, man. We, I mean, we were in the heyday of concerts. I mean, the heyday of all those great guitar players and the heyday of all that stuff. And it's it's so it's so interesting to now have to have worked for almost all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or you know, it it's kind of it's kind of. It's really interesting when I think about it. Uh, I don't really think about it in the time now if I could go hang out with them or something. But, but you know, I go hanging every time I go to Vegas. I go hang out with Jakey Lee. I know, I know that's time, so funny. Every every time uh, I, I I go to have drinks and and Mexican food with Warren D. Martini. Uh, I mean, so funny. Uh, um, <laughs> you know, Eddie Van Halen. Well, there's that story. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> so there's that story. So, so there was a lot of years that Marty and I really didn't. We just kind of lost touch. We didn't really, we didn't really talk. And um, so I found out I had to go to Detroit. I think this was one of the first times I had to go to Detroit, you know, at all, that, since I left. And for Van Halen, God, that must have been I don't, God, I don't remember when that was, 2008 or something or something. 2007, like, yeah, that was maybe, yeah. And, uh, and I had to go there 
because I think I had been in Chicago yeah. uh, a few, the, the dates before. And when they, when they left Chicago, they dumped the guitar rack off the back of the truck and it hit the ground. Oh, and 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 they and, and i just had gotten home i stayed for two shows in chicago with a day off in between Remember that? and then i just flew home and literally right after i got home i got a phone call <laughs> and said um hey can you fly out again and i'm like oh, okay well, what happened <laughs> well we're going to be in detroit in two days and uh, you know the, the the rack fell off the back of the gate. We I I just really can't chance the fact it won't work. Okay, sure. So they got me a first class flight and then flew me out to Detroit. But it was on a Sunday, and I was leaving like maybe that night or Monday morning or something. And uh, and I called the store thinking, "Hey, I'm gonna call the store." And I'm just going to try to convince someone to give me Marty's number. <laughs> you know? <laughs> of course, I call the store and he answers. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, just like, hey, I'm coming to town. You want to come to the Van Halen show and hang out? <laughs> so, awesome. so literally, you know, um, uh, this was at the palace, which is gone now. This uh, arena that was was there, um, and um, yeah, I go there, and Marty meets me there like really early in the day, like way you know afternoon, and you know just walk him in and stuff, and then you could take it from there. So yeah, that was uh, that was a trip, man. You can I take the story from there. I wasn't even I wasn't even gonna go to the concert. I, I'm like a huge like David Lee Roth era like loyalist, I guess you could say, you know. So I was like waiting and waiting and waiting for the uh, for the reunion with David Lee Roth. But like at first when they didn't have uh, when they didn't have um, uh, Mike Anthony, I was like, oh, I'm so bummed. You know, I almost didn't mm -hmm. even go to the concert. But then Dave called me and he's like, Hey, you want to come uh, meet me? We we didn't even talk about like going to the show, but like Dave's like, you want to come hang out at the, uh, at the palace? You know. Uh, you know, during the day when he, he's like, I gotta go work on uh, Van Halen's rig, you know, I thought, oh, that's pretty awesome. You're working on, you know, I, I knew Dave, I knew he was working with like all types of famous people, but I guess at that point I had no idea what, to what extent really, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so they said, and Dave was, isn't really like a bagger. So he wasn't like, he didn't really like beat on what was happening. You know, he just said, Hey, you want to come hang out at the, at the palace? Like during uh sound, you know, like before the you know soundtrack, like, you know, noon or something like that. And we hadn't seen each other for a long time. So I was like, oh, yeah, of course, you know. So so I go out there and meet him. And, uh, you know, I was just, like, geeking out big time just to be, like, in the arena, like, before Van Halen's going to play, you know. And, I, you know, he brought me up on the stage. And, like, Eddie's guitars are there. I'm like, I'm like, oh, wow, how cool is this? You know, this is awesome. I'm standing there where they're about to be playing, you know. And, and then me and Dave just went and sat in, like, the bleachers. And we were just kind of reminiscing for, like, probably an hour or two, you know. And then – uh all of a sudden, somebody's like, "Hey, uh, hey, Dave, uh, you know he's coming, you know." And and uh, all of a sudden, I see this like figure kind of like moving towards us, like beelining towards us, actually. And he's like, obviously coming over to see, "Hey, Dave," and I'm like, "Who's this guy?" I'm like, "It's Van Halen," and he's like, he's making a beeline to Dave, and he's like, "Brother," and I'm like, well, "I'm like, what? I'm like, what's going on here?" You know? I mean, like Dave didn't lead on to this at all. I don't think 
he, Van Halen was way more excited to see Dave than, than Dave was to see Van Halen. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, thank you right, so much. He's like, thank you so much for coming. And I'm just like, I'm like what's happening here? I'm like, uh, I, I, mind you, I had no idea he was even going to be there at all, you know? Right. And, uh, and, 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 uh, you know, I'm just hanging out there with David, like in the afternoon, hours before the show. And all of a sudden, here comes Eddie Van Halen. He's like beelining for my old buddy, you know? And, <laughs> and then he gives Dave this huge bear hug. And I'm just like, I'm in like total disbelief. I'm like, what's going on here, man? Right. This is an alternate universe. Totally. Then he, then he turns to me and gives me a huge bear hug. I'm like, and you can just imagine, I, I didn't even know he's going to be there. And then like 20 seconds later, he's like hugging me <laughs> just because I'm Dave's buddy. Wow. <laughs> he's like, you must be buddy. Yeah, I think uh, I said something. I think I said something. Hey man, this is a person I consider my brother or something. And yeah. And, and he just gave him a big hug. He probably kissed you too. Right. Yeah. I kissed and, me. And I was like, I, I was like petrified. So much so that like he like he like backs away and he's, he's like he's like is this how you hug somebody you know <laughs> and I'm like uh then he's just like come on man you know and like, just like like yeah, I don't that, believe that, this at that time that's the way he was he was uh, yeah, he was very, so nice I couldn't believe it you know it was uh, it was a trip man he was so yeah. nice to everybody there uh, there was a I don't know if you remember there was like some band that he had invited there that he apparently had some like pen pal relationship with you know. Some man from like Ohio. Yeah, he was. The, they were there, and uh, it was a. It was a. Obviously, for me, a very uh, amazing experience. Uh, you know. Yeah. Especially the surprise element of it. Yeah. Of course. And then uh, we went back to uh, his dressing room. I remember, and and uh, we. Oh, first we uh, watched. Got to watch the sound check, which that blew my mind too. Uh, I remember Dave. I don't know if you were like biasing his amp or something, but Dave was back there just like fiddling with his amp. And Eddie was just like giving him like up and down signals and like, you know, he's like, okay, up, you know, like he was all doing it by ear, you know? Yeah. And they're just like dialing in. Is were you were you like uh biasing uh, I, his I, I think we were I think we were playing with the bias on his amp. Yeah. Because I, yeah, yeah, that's what we were doing at all the time. All by ear, which blew my mind, you know? Yeah. So that that was that was the EVH amp. The uh Yeah, that was uh, that was the uh no, that was the PVM. Oh really? In two thousand seven? Uh well uh yeah because this was the last Sammy tour. That no, was that was uh, that was the Daily Roth tour. That's two thousand four. No, no, Sammy this tour. one wasn't the Daily Roth tour. It wasn't that? This tour? one was yeah. This was this two thousand seven first Daily Roth tour. Oh, we, we yeah we watched the show that night. Oh okay it was yeah no it was sorry I'm thinking. Remember of... we uh yeah. we went to uh, his dressing room after that and then uh, it was EBHM. I remember one thing too. I remember at the sound check, I was so impressed with Wolfgang. You know, like Wolfgang, like totally won me over at that show. Like, is he? First okay, of all, yeah. he was. First of all, he was great. He was a killer singer, nailing all the all the bass parts. Also, he was just so polite. Like he was actually like asking his roadie, you know, may I go get something to eat? He's like, I didn't eat dinner last night. I'm really hungry. <laughs> he was just like, he was like, you you know, you expect him. He's Eddie Van Halen's son. You expect him to be like this big rock star, or whatever. He's just like the most polite kid. I couldn't believe it. You know. No, nah, he's awesome. And then we yeah. went back to the uh, dressing room, and I can't remember. Was it Matt Brock was there? Yep. He was telling us some stories that, like, I was like, it was just like blowing my mind about uh, about how like Wolfgang was actually the guy who instigated the whole like David Lee Roth reunion, you know? Oh yeah. And I was like, really, you know? And, there wouldn't uh, have been a reunion without Wolfie. Yeah, yeah. He, it was like his idea. Yeah. And even the, it, 
didn't Eddie even have Wolfgang call David Lee Roth? I think he told me. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was like, story. yeah, he left him a voice message. This is yeah, Wolfgang. Yeah. He, yeah. He was, he's like, he's like, uh, they told us about it. He's like, he's like, Hey, uh, Hey David. Hi, David Lee Roth. This is Wolfgang. Uh, my name's Wolfgang Van Halen. Um, my dad new, and I were new bass player for <laughs> my dad and I wanted to know if you would join our band. Right. <laughs> that crazy. So I, then, up, I think then, then the story is that Eddie called David Lee Roth back. No, no. David Lee Roth called Eddie. Yeah. And Eddie was like, what are you calling me for? Right. Who and hung up on him. Call. Right. Yeah. He called, call Wolfie back. That's right. I heard yeah. that. He did say that. Yeah. That's crazy. So I ended up being a huge Wolfgang fan after that, you know? Yeah, and his album is great. It's, oh yeah, he's cool. Yeah, very, Recording very another talented. one now. That's what I heard. I have to make another pedal board for him soon. Oh dear. yeah, how cool is that? That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never... It's funny. Uh, generations now. <laughs> That's wild. I remember yeah. after the concert, uh, me and Dave went back to our old neighborhood just to kind of just check out his old his, his old house is still there and stuff. And literally in front of Dave's old house, you know, this was probably like midnight or so. I don't remember who it was that called you, Dave. It was either Matt Brooke or it may have been Van Hill. I don't know. But like somebody called Dave and they were at, they were like at the time Eddie needed a new guitar tech. And they were like asking, Dave, you need to you need to help us find a new tech. You know exactly what I need. You know how you know, you know, I guess Eddie is very particular about the type of guitar tech that he has. Mm -hmm. And like yeah. he was consulting with Dave. And if we're like we're literally outside of Dave's old house where me and him were like learning Van Halen songs. Like uh, <laughs> the last time we were in that location, you know, and now Van Halen's like calling Dave, you know, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's like blowing my mind. Dave's just on this like cell call with like uh, Van Halen right in front of his old house, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's weird. <laughs> that is cool. That's really cool. I'm um, so proud, proud of you, man. That's awesome, Thanks, man. Deb Hart says motor city guitar is awesome. Hey Deb. Yeah, if you guys don't know about Motor City Guitar, go to their website, check it out. Motor City Guitar is a great old school, kind of how Marty and I grew up guitar store, you know? <laughs> they still have posters. Yeah. <laughs> you know, come on. Yeah, I see some of the um, you know, uh it, you know, they have everything from student stuff down, you know, up to high-end, high-end, uh, you know, Sirs and Friedman guitars and things like that. And, you know, all sorts of amps anywhere from low level to high level and uh, and drums and bass stuff and uh, some recording stuff and um, ukuleles. <laughs> they got variety. And some older stuff and some, you know. Uh, a variety and probably the best pedal uh, selection of any guitar store I have ever seen. Ever. <laughs> the, Thanks, man. The, where he's sitting right now, there there is a pedal cabinet in front of him, and it stretches like I don't know how long that pedal cabinet is, man. What is it like fifty feet or something? I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, that something long. like that. Fifty <laughs> feet across, full of every pedal you could ever imagine. <laughs> so if and and not just like commercially available pedals i mean some of the some boutique tons of boutique pedals that are mm. you know so like if you're searching for a pedal or something man they they have it it i'm sure they have it but you know it's highly doubtful they don't i also hear there's a uh, secret stash somewhere. oh yeah there is a secret vintage stash that doesn't come out very often that's what i've heard <laughs> Dave's got an amazing nose for that too. That's funny. Dave will, Dave will like pop in once in a while, and then like he'll just be like, 
I remember one time I took cover in the corner. <laughs> I remember one time I took you in the back room before we had it, like right when we had first built and it was a total pigsty back there, just like yeah. stuff piled up everywhere. And it goes back there and he just like has this automatic detector. He like goes like channels his way back through all these things and they like finds his way right to this plexi Marshall plexi that's like buried on the ground underneath something else. <laughs> What's this? What's it doing here? Why yeah. is it here? <laughs> <laughs> and then I think was that the amp that I sold Jeff Pilson? Yeah, yeah, he ended up selling yeah. uh, like, yeah, yeah. Didn't George Lynch uh, give it his blessing? Yeah, no, it was great. I think I ser I serviced it a little bit for Jeff. I, I basically I found a plexi Marshall for Jeff. Yeah, and because uh, I knew about it, and I go, I, I think I know where one. I think, hang on. <laughs> I looked at it when I was there once, and uh, and then yeah, we we sold it. So yeah, that was cool. Yeah. That's it's cool. funny. Yeah, I remember you, you yeah, mentioning it stuff and put it in the corner. Yeah. Now we can find good buyers for it sometime. <laughs> uh, He's definitely a gear junkie. That's for sure. He's, you know, every time yeah. you come, come in, there's an old, like old vintage Marshall cabinet. Somebody's like, Oh, <laughs> Hey, that's cool. How much you want for that? Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's what you say. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I never yeah. get a straight answer. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Half of those are still sitting on the stage right now. <laughs> you're just hoarding them kind of <laughs> just hoarding them but that's cool because you take all your pictures in front of them right right we use them for backdrop we did we did a we did a a, a clinic at marty's place with oh Steve yeah that was, cool. that was cool we should do that again yeah that was fun sammy that was played. busy yeah yeah that was busy sammy and uh and yeah. steve yeah that was cool you know so i, I was just i was just thinking about that because um Steve was talking about well, we can talk about it later, but Steve was talking about um doing a clinic at a sweetwater. And I and I was kind of like, Oh, we should probably do a clinic at Motor City too. Yeah. <laughs> if we're that close. That was fun. Appreciate you know. that. Um and and yeah, so we'll see. I don't cool. know when. I don't know when that might be, but uh, the general consensus is we should do the subscribers only for chat. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, it, you know, gets rid of the bots and stuff. That's really the thing. Yeah. I think we'll, we'll try it. Maybe at the beginning of the new year or maybe the next video. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Um, but we'll do it. Ethan Hesselschwert. Uh, thanks for the super chat. What are your thoughts on opening a music store today, given the current climate nationally and globally? And one of these days, I'll make it up to MCG. Well, it's probably for you, Marty. <laughs> ah, why, man? Why not? Give it a give it a shot. You know, I mean, it's probably definitely different now than it was uh, when we started. You know, I mean, uh, we we started back in '88. Uh, back then, you could, you know. We started the whole store with like a seven hundred dollar investment. Yeah, <laughs> so, is that so? It was eighty eight that you started the store. Yeah, so that was like a year after I left. Yeah, and you, I remember coming and visiting you, and you had a small little store. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, must have been eighty eight ish or eighty nine ish. I might have visited you. I yeah. remember visiting you at that small store. Yeah, it was just you. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Back the in the store day, was Melissa. Marty. Yeah, hey, Melissa, you know, 
Yeah. Yeah. Back in those days, it was just, uh, just us and a little tiny store and you had some old Randall stuff, RG stuff and, uh, and yeah. some various guitars and ESP and things like that. And when did yeah. you open? We opened in 88. Yeah. Wow. Little tiny store then. But, uh, yeah, it was a little different back then for sure. As far did as you, like, uh, did you stay at that store until you moved to this store? Uh, there was another store in between. between. Yeah. 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 We were, uh, we were at that store from like 88 to 90. And then we were at the middle place from like 90 to 98. And then we moved here in 98. Hmm. The old movie theater. Yeah, his yeah. store is really cool, man. It's an old, it's an old uh, two two theater movie theater. <laughs> so, so like when you walk in the front of the store, the front facade has changed. But when you walk in the front of the store, there's still the the movie. Oh like yeah, the, the front desk is is where the window sales were. Mm. Yeah, and uh, of course faces the other way, you know. So it was like the. Was that the candy? And it was the candy counter on the other side. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah same like counter. That. Yeah, and uh, and then they and they had they had you know knocked down the wall in between the theaters, and you know all the seats are gone, obviously, and but it's still kind of tiered, uh, not totally, but it looks like some of it was built up, and then it tears down. It's very interesting. That's yeah, cool. when we moved in, it was the floor was still angled. You know, we had to like modify it quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, corn on the ground when we moved in here. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, then fuzzy monsters uh thanks for your help this week uh no problem man um i honestly can't remember what i did but you're welcome <laughs> it's been a crazy week uh thanks for your thanks for whatever i did uh let's see oh, scro scrolling down here i know we have a bunch of questions uh Marty Michael Penketh. Whoa, Mike Penketh. What's, what's up, up dude? Mike? Oh man, that's going back. Hey, what's up, Mike? I see Mike every once in a while. Mike's band. Uh, Mike did a did a, a party up here in Michigan. What a couple, maybe three years ago. Or so. It was great. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. It was uh, it was like a cross between the movie Fast Times at Ridgemont High and the Ramones. <laughs> they they called it. Uh, Fast Demo. times at rock and roll high school. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they actually brought in like Damone from uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. He was there. That's That's somewhere great. I saw a picture of Damone wearing a Motor City guitar T-shirt. I'm like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's cool. They were awesome. Hey, Mike, uh, we should we should have a cocktail sometime or do something. Uh, Sharice. Hey, just saying. I still have the Hendrix album Nancy gave me. My older sister. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Uh, Ricky, Ricky Compton, Dave. Do you remember Pyramid Guitars in Detroit? Oh, do we remember Pyramid Guitars? <laughs> yeah, Pyramid was like the cool shop when we were uh, when we were teenagers, and and before we could even drive, our parents were dropping us off there. God yeah, bless sure them. They, they let us hang really, out yeah. there. Yeah, I'm sure they didn't really appreciate it, but. They we let us hang out though. every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they. Uh, but uh, yeah, Pyramid was cool. My uh, friend Dondo uh, worked there, uh, who who ended up working here. He's a great guitar player, super nice guy. And uh, uh, remember, uh, uh, his name was Cowboy. Cowboy. Paul. Oh, he, yeah, he he comes in the store here now. You know, so we're really? still in touch. Yeah, still plays. 
Wow. So, yeah. God, he's got to be really old now. Uh, no, he doesn't seem like it. Yeah, you know. No? Yeah, nice. He's, well, he, uh, he, I mean, he must have been. I mean, I have no recollection. I he, guess I would we were just little, seemed old. We were just little kids, so he probably everyone seemed old. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, he's a good guy. But yeah, that was a cool store. They used to do uh they used to make guitars for Rush back in the old days, like uh you know, those uh like uh back in the all the worlds of stage days, Rush would come down to Detroit and have guitars uh, work on at Pyramid Guitars. Hmm. Uh Douglas Wow, wait, Sharif said, Dave, I think I bought the first guitar you made, your old mockingbird. Holy crap. Uh, remember that, Dave? Dude, That's I what do. you were playing. It warmeth mockingbird body with, yeah. a, with a neck bolted on it and I barely remember that, but I do remember it. Huh. Holy Dave, shit. Uh, you don't Dave still have it, do you? Do you still oh. have it, Sharif? I hope I hope you I well, really? Wow, that would be interesting. Let, let me know if you do. Do, <laughs> do you guys know I'd anything about Montreux music closing down? Montreux music? music? Yeah, I remember we used to go there. He's once in a while. Montreux music. Down? Montreux music was uh I remember there was a pizza place next to it that we would always it was like a road trip. We'd go to the pizza place and Montreux music. I remember there was, I remember New York New York guitar. New York guitar where I bought my first amp and first guitar. Well yeah, a music master was it? It was a music master guitar, a a plastic MXR overdrive pedal. Oh uh, yeah, I and remember that. A silver face fender deluxe, which I still wish I had now. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but yes, that was my first thing. And then I butchered that guitar over the years, making it a million different things, carving it differently, doing different stuff. Who was the guitar repair guy I used to go to? I don't remember his name. Uh, oh, there was a guy. There comes the in guy here. That, there's, that, a, there's a guy that comes in here that you actually, he still comes in here. I just saw him recently. His name was Alex Ortner. I remember you had a Les Paul one time that you had him like shave the back of it down. Do you remember that? It, it might have been him that he did a bunch of stuff for me, made a yeah. body for my music master neck. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure he did him. that. I, he did the Les Paul for sure. And uh, oh. I remember having worked on a pyramid. Don't ask yeah, me why. No, I had it a... wasn't pyramid. There was another guy that worked out of his house. That was, that was Alex. Was it? Yeah, he he ended up uh, he did he did like the Alex attenuator. Have you ever heard of that? Mm -hmm. Same guy. That was him. That was oh, him. That's, that's the same yeah. guy. Oh, that was Alex. Yeah, yeah that's Alex. That. Yeah, yeah. He was just here like a couple weeks ago. I own the Alex well, attenuator. Tell him hi if he even remembers me. Yeah, we. Uh, I've mentioned you to him a few yeah. times. Him, if you remember doing the gear network. page, huh? Yeah. He was big on the gear page. I don't. I don't. I remember him doing the work. He was a good guitar guy. Actually, he did yeah. all sorts of good stuff. I, I remember. Uh, unfortunately, he was the guy that might have scalped my Kramer Beretta. Did he? Yeah, unfortunately, but that was my fault. <laughs> I remember having Pyramid put a, I had a Kaler put on my Les Paul, which I still oh, well, leave that up to stupidity too, right? Ooh, that was. I don't even. I didn't even use a tremolo, but I was so attached to that guitar, and I'm like, I need a tremolo guitar. I don't want to get another guitar that I just put it on my Les Paul and it just like totally destroyed it, you know? Oh. Did you restore it? Everything? That was my baby. No, I ended up getting rid of it. You know, just kind of like you got broke rid of it, Les Paul. I did, and I I regretted it oh, because that thing was like. Well, the funny thing is too, like I don't know, like three or four years ago, somebody came in. That was like a seventy-six or a seventy-seven Les yeah. Paul. You know, had like the decal serial number on the back. Mm -hmm. Whatever they did that for one or two years, and the, 
some guy came in store with, with one that looked just like it. And I'm like, man, it looks just like my old Les Paul. I miss it so much. And you could actually see like a repaired hole where it like had a Kaler on it at one time. You know? That might have been it. <laughs> I know. I was you like, oh. Huh? You didn't buy it back? I, I can't remember what, if the guy wasn't selling it or what. I just remember thinking like, oh, my God, I wonder if this is my, my old Les Paul. You know? mm. Mark, take a question for a sec. I'll be right back. <laughs> sure. Um, although this question is probably for you, but let me oh. let me pull this one up. Uh, Vale Avenue, Marty and Motor City guitar are the best ever. Oh, Thanks thank for you. All you have done for me and my and other players, Ben Dunwell. Thanks, Ben. Good to see you, man. He's a great guy. That's very nice. Yeah, he's a good guy. That's cool. It's, yeah, you know, you, I'm sure you've made a lot of friends along the way with the store. Gotten to oh man, up. yeah, that's uh, it's you know, can't even count how many uh, awesome people there are we, we've met over the years, you know, and uh, really like family, honestly. Up here, it's like uh, grateful to be in this uh, business, you know, it's just so different than, than uh, a lot of other industries, you know, yeah, people that we you know have been dealing with ever since we opened, you know, their kids and everything now, you know, long time customers, yeah, big time, yeah, it's all about that, you know, yeah, do you have a lot of competition out there? Um, you know, the usual, there's like a our center, uh, our centers here, uh, you know, we're kind of, a, you know, a little bit of an isolated area, I guess you could say we're not like in the heat of downtown. We're kind of like in between Detroit and Flint. So mm. there used to be a lot of stores in this area, but there aren't, there aren't hardly any in this general area. You know, there's a lot of good independent shops in Detroit for sure. Pontic music and sound closed down finally. Uh, they did. Yeah. That was another store we used to go to all the time. You know, I used to teach there actually before we opened the store here, you know, Mm -hmm. but uh yeah they had the teaching when you're in high school right yeah 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 i taught at Pontiac music and sound um remember wonderland wonderland yeah, was like the chain anything and then arnold williams arnold williams yeah remember bruce ignator used to work there you got yep. your amp modified there one when, when we were kids <laughs> i did i've had all yeah. sorts of modifications done over the years by bruce by tech, was it try or tech something uh, he had a company Natech. before Natech, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Natech. I first had a Laney that I own modified. Oh yeah. By him. Hmm. Uh, unfortunately, I never liked the mod, but uh, and then later I had him copy a mod that Dan Russell had done. Huh. That when when I had bought an amp off Steve Goodall. Oh. The Marshall guy, remember him? Was he the he guy was, who had that like monster Marshalls? There was what? some guy here in Detroit that had some like insane amount of marshals. That was him. I, I don't remember what ever happened to Steve. I remember when we first opened the store, uh, like I, uh, I this was when you had already moved to LA, and like I, uh, I, uh, I need. I remember like we had like ten guitars for the whole store, and we had no Telecaster. I'm like, oh, we gotta have yeah. at least one Telecaster. So I looked in like Trading Times, and I'm like, oh, here's this guy has a Telecaster for sale. Yeah, and uh. So we go to this guy's house. He's, uh, you know, just talking to him about, you know, guitars and everything. He's like, and Dave had mentioned to me, like, hey, keep your eye out for any Plexis, any old Marshalls. He's like, there's like, there's oh, like, yeah, here's the story. People are going nuts for these old Marshalls, uh, you know, in, in LA at the time. And, you know, they were few and far between, you know. So I mentioned that to this guy. I'm like, sounds like you got a lot of gear. I'm like, any Marshalls, you know? And, uh, he's like, yeah, I, I got some Marshalls. He's like, you guys seem pretty cool. He's like, come on. And he, and he, He's just like in like a regular house, but he starts taking us like through these halls in his house. And it was like, 
there were like these like security gates in it and the inside of his house, like to get in, like from the kitchen into the hall, you had to like open the security gate. I'm like, what's that? Like, this guy like a serial killer or something? Like, what's going on here? You know? <laughs> he's like, he's and he goes out and he leads us down the hall and opens his bedroom door. It was just full of marshals from floor to ceiling, every, every like custom colors, all these vintage marshals. I'm like, what? You know? And uh, apparently he, he was like, uh, Going between like he he would go between like L.A. and Detroit and England, and like here in Detroit he would pick up all kinds of like Gibsons and stuff like that, and then he would uh, he would because you could get those here a dime a dozen at the time you know, and then he would go to like England and pick up Marshalls which you could pick up fairly easily at the time you know, yeah. and then he'd go to L.A. and pick up like uh like these like Jacksons and Kramers and stuff like that, which were kind of popular here in Michigan, which you couldn't really get at the time. So he, he had to be Steve. I don't know who it was, but it, it was just. A, I remember asking him if he had a '59 Les Paul, and he was like, "Get to think about it." He's like, oh, "I'm not 100 percent sure." That sounds like Steve, <laughs> kind of kind of, uh, kind of a, a a white guy that was sort of thin and tall and sort of. Uh, do you remember? I, I barely remember what he looked like. I just remember oh, that. Well, let me tell you. So, so you got an amp from him? I, you know, I can't even remember. Well, I, think I, I yeah. do remember that you called me once. Yeah. Didn't said, you buy it? Yeah. Yeah. So, and said, yeah. So I got this 50 watt plexi here. And yeah. I'm like, I want it. <laughs> and, uh, and, and you told me, he goes, okay, it's 300 bucks. <laughs> And by the way, if I can turn my thing, the marshal right behind my head—that's <laughs> that plexi. Oh man, yeah, you you mentioned that. I would completely forgotten about that. You mentioned that's that. That, that was like, a... and that is what I've based my entire amp line on. That is so awesome. That's amazing. I've told so stories did, about it before. Where did makes, you get the where did you find the amp, Marty? Uh, you know what? To be totally honest with you, I can't even remember. You know? Yeah. I don't Dave reminded me about it like a few years ago, and I, I'm like, wow, I can't even remember. <laughs> I'm like so happy about yeah, it. Yeah, he sold it to me 300 bucks. Yeah. Wow. Started my career. That's, that's a deal. That's, a, that's awesome. Yeah, essentially. That's so uh, cool. Jay Busk, speaking of Marshalls, uh, I have a 79 2204 and a PQ3, and I want to run it like Warren did. I've been having trouble with the settings, and I want to know how I should set it. I have no idea because. Mm, I don't know actually how much he actually used the PQ3 in the 2204. So so I've worked on his amps and you know the thing about his amps is he he would he would crank the masters on 2204s. So it was sort of like a, a plexi with more gain, you know, because you're cranking it, you're getting all the power amp saturation, but then you get you got a little bit of a boost on the front end. And uh I mean if I don't have no idea, nor do I think he even remembers how he might have used the PQ3 if he used it. Mm. I can ask next time I see him. Check back. Maybe I'll have an answer. Yeah, check back. Okay. He probably doesn't remember how he said it. <laughs> I would think no. Uh, Chuck, Jim, Marty, have you stumbled across any vintage Univox Phase 4s? I traded one to you ages ago and regret it now. <laughs> Not recently. All kinds of crazy stuff. You'd be surprised, though. Like, seems like when everybody anybody mentions something like that, like the next day somebody will come in with one. 
Well, there you go. So, so good thing you mentioned it because it might happen. Yeah, it's something about the, the the store has all kinds of very strange coincidences like that that happen all the time. <laughs> all right. Michael. So wait. So so so, Michael Nielsen, Dave modded BMXs, brown eye BMX. Yeah, man. <laughs> Michael, I was on your live chat. You didn't even see my 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 stuff earlier. <laughs> um, uh, you know it's funny sweetwater says they have a thousand pedals on display at fort wayne that might be true but marty has more boutique pedals on display for sure mm. than sweetwater does one thing i love about the guitar the odd, is that the odd cool boutique pedals it's crazy that's one thing I love about the guitar business is that like, you know, you know, we deal with like companies like boss and, uh, you know, but like, then there's like, there's like a guy who makes like one model of pedal, you know, and, yeah. and it, it's like, it, but it's like awesome, you know, yeah, right. sure. you know, it, it, you know, as far as like starting a company, yeah, man, there's like so many of the companies we deal with are just like, uh, you know, we've carried them since like nobody knew who they were, you know, it's great to see them grow. You know, that's one thing I love about this business is that there's, there's so many small companies that, uh, you know, that can uh, just start from nothing, you know? It's no, true. It, it, it's not, it doesn't, I guess the cost of entry isn't super high if you want and to. Musicians are so open to trying different things, you know? It's cool. You know, if it's good, they want it, you know? Uh, there's Kyle. What's up, Kyle? Hey, Kyle. What's hey. Up? What's up, man? Quite <laughs> interested in this episode, he said. Awesome. <laughs> this is just a bunch of old guys shooting the shit because yeah. <laughs> we're old true. now that is true sadly from uh, the heyday of fucking guitars uh we're old uh, <laughs> still the heyday though we still live through it we saw every like when i said we saw every concert i mean we saw every concert i oh, had yeah. to remind myself i went back to the joe Louis arena uh concert database or something that they have oh yeah and i had to remind myself and then i looked at the kobo arena database and i had to remind i i i like was like wait a minute i saw that show <laughs> I, there were some shows that i had forgotten about that i saw you know and then i wasn't really clear on who opened for who in some of the shows yeah I can, you know like like, oh yeah rat open for them oh later rat headlined oh later you know yeah we saw invasion of your privacy tour and 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 like all those huge god that was great acdc sabbath uh yeah. Sa sabbath with ian gillen at kobo oh wow. yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i remember that that's awesome van halen was right around the same time I 1984 think I, yeah van halen and again rush and acdc was back in black tour docking. or something or docking oh, opening for ACDC. It might have been the four, it might have been the uh uh what's it called? Oh shit. For those about the rock tour. That's funny you mentioned that I remember, bon I remember Jovi opening for someone. I remember falling asleep at ACDC. Don't ask me why I love ACDC, you know, but I remember we had seats at the very side of the stage. And uh, we saw him twice in a row, and I, the second night I fell asleep. And like <laughs> I, re I remember waking up in midair because, like, at the very the end of the concert, where the cannon went off, yeah, this giant cannon lifted up like right in front of us. I was asleep, 
I was like literally in midair when I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> I like flew out of my seat. I'm like, what the? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That yeah. Crazy. Uh, thanks for the super chat, Bull in a China Shop. The guitar community is fortunate to have someone with the know how and great ears. Thanks, Dave. And thanks, Mark, for keeping this channel growing and top notch. Oh, thanks. thanks man. Thank you. Yeah, you guys had a great show. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's great. We, we enjoy doing it. I can't believe it's like six years. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> wow. <Isn't that> crazy? <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Oh, it's hard to believe. Yeah. I um and there's so many more people I haven't even fucking touched on yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, after all these years, we still haven't had Jerry on. You know? Well, we're gonna, I, I think. You guys are uh, part of what's keeping the whole like music thing. Uh, I mean, remember like five or six years ago they were saying like guitar is dead and rock music is dead and all that stuff you know yeah, the pandemic changed that a lot pandemic for sure changed it but the youtube too i mean uh now it's like it seems like it's stronger than ever in terms of like there's so many um, um, unbelievably good guitar players on youtube it's like hard to believe you know it is it is and they're, and they're so young <laughs> yeah <laughs> some of the yeah. kids are just like so crazy talented it's great it's like insane. i know I know, and they're doing different stuff, which I wouldn't have thought was possible, you know. But he, he, sometimes you think, oh, everything's been done, and then somebody comes out with this new thing, and it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. So uh, many good players. Tons. Uh, God, I'm scrolling. There's there. great comments in, these ch in this chat. Whatever happened, <laughs> to, well, whatever happened to yardsticks across the knuckles, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. There's some great, there's some great stuff. <laughs> i'm trying to get to the questions here um there's a lot of a lot of people talking uh we sure would like to see wolf on tone talk yes that would be cool well this will happen i've been told eventually so probably when he starts doing promo again for a new record hope so would love to have him on would love to have him on I saw him as I saw his first show. Uh, I I actually flew to Charlotte in 2007 to see the opening show for Van Halen because I was convinced it wasn't going to last like beyond third show. <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't know if David Lee Roth and Ed were going to get along long enough to make the tour happen and get down to South Florida. So I said I want to go see the first one. I went, I went by myself too, um, but it was it was Wolfgang's first show, which was cool um cory james guitars once marty invited me to meet petrucci john played a guitar i made from scratch and signed my jp6 picked up a majesty from marty later thanks bro hey cory how's it going man that's cool yeah that was a cool clinic uh john petrucci yeah you gotta, you gotta understand man at marty's store there is literally like you know like you go to stores out here in california at least and you know it's like crickets in there you know you go, you go to his store, and there's just a line waiting to check out at the front counter all the time. Now, some of the stuff is not big. You know, some of it's like accessories and things like that. But it's a constant stream all day long. At least every time I've been in there, there's multiple people waiting to check out. You're a good luck charm, man. And sometimes, it's, uh... <laughs> sometimes it's quiet. I must come too late in the day. It gets busy later in the day. Do you, right? know, this, do you know this guy, Randy Mullins? 
Yeah, Randy. Yeah, we, Randy was actually we were partners for the first uh, when we first opened the store for like the first month. Randy helped uh, get things rolling. Uh, then he moved to uh, I think West Virginia. Oh. Started started a store down there, and uh, yeah. Hey, Randy, haven't seen boy, haven't talked to him in uh, quite a long time. Wow, how you doing? <laughs> I, I I thought this was just spam or something. Someone just messing with us. <laughs> no, no, Randy. Uh, Randy was uh, was there at very the very very beginning of Motor City. That's yep. great. That's yep. awesome. We got people yeah. coming out coming out to see you, Marty. Um, <laughs> let's see, uh, Marty from Jeff Ride. Do you remember Chris White, who used to mod amps, lives in Garden City? I remember, do you remember Tri-City Music, Dave? We used to hang out there all the time. They had a guy there. I thought his name was Don, though. I don't remember Tri-City Music at all. I remember Tri Music City, Castle. We, I remember Pyramid. I remember New York Guitar. I remember um, um, Guitars for Stars. Yeah. Uh, Williams, Wonderland. Wonderland was useless, but uh, Dave Black. I was just going to say, Dave, but concert-wise, Seduce and Dude, Halloween. We saw, we saw you so saw you so many times when I was a kid. Yeah. And, and now, of course, we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. We used to love going to see those Seduce shows. Everybody loved going to see those Seduce and Halloween shows. They were like the kings of Detroit back in the 80s, you know? Absolutely. Wow, that's awesome. awesome. Hey, Still nice so to good, you. too. Nice to see you, Dave. Uh, you guys have helped me out so much. Just want to say thank you for everything. I appreciate it more than you know. Cheers from Detroit. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, haven't seen uh, Dave. Modern Vintage asked, Tone Talk Dave, are all Friedman 100 watt heads besides the X increasing to 42.99 or only the SSV2? Nope, only the SSV2. Sorry. Unfortunately, in the market that we have now, we can't like eat um our artists part of the amps so to speak so you know um uh we just you know it, it's a it's a slightly tougher market these days and uh you know after the pandemic now it's like it's a little you know a little bit recessiony and and stuff so it's it's getting hard to you know we can't really eat it anymore uh, so yeah, no, just sig signature heads will probably be around there. So okay. sorry, <laughs> it just uh, it just the uh, it just uh, it doesn't add up math wise. Otherwise, mm -hmm. John DeShane, what's going on? Thank you for the super chat, Dave. I have an H ninety coming. So do I. It's coming tomorrow. I want to <laughs> route it in the loop and in front of my BE. Is it time to get a switcher to maximize the H90 and switch my other pedals? If so, what brand of switcher do you recommend? Oh, boy. I mean, you know, uh, our jam stuff is great. Uh, Musicom Labs is great. Um, there's a bunch of them are great. It, I kind of always um, pick them based upon what your needs are. Uh, so some are better suited for some people than others, you know, depending on how many pedals you want to do and, and all this stuff. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know about running both the H ninety in front and. Here's the thing. Most stuff that does like a four cable method and it's all DSP based and everything, you're 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 introducing. 
Um, you're doing a, a conversion, so an A to D, D to A conversion in front of the amplifier before you get there. I kind of like to keep it a little more pure. I mean, you could do that, but it'd be nice to maybe stick it in a loop and take that section of it out, you know, if you're not using the effect, you know. But you just create more latency and more stuff when the more stuff like that you stack up. That's why I like the boss stuff so much, you know, like the DD500 and MD500. It's all analog drive path and stuff, so it's, it's great. So the H90 won't have that, you don't know? No, and, and I don't. Now I haven't personally played with the H90, but in it, but the H9 is quite noisy in front of an amp, mm. hiss wise. So I would, I I don't want to say because since I haven't played with it, but um, you know, you you cause anytime you do like a digital processor that. It has an A to D and D to A conversion before going into the amp. You are going to introduce noise, hiss, yeah. and things. You just are. I'm trying to think of what effect. It can be would... pretty good, but it, it, you're introducing hiss. Yeah, I guess there are certain effects you could put in front as opposed to in the loop. But... Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, but I would just put them both in the loop because you can do like delay and reverb after each other and then put some more analog based stuff in a switcher in front that's much better right i mean it's it's cool it's a cool unit i mean i haven't personally played with it yet but i mean from what i've seen it's a cool unit see from the me the way it has one i can play with it i mean it's here <laughs> yeah i want to mess with it with the uh i want to do the detune like a detune and reverb or detune with delay or you know something like that yeah it's it's cool it'll be cool i'm sure marty's getting some yeah, if you, if you if you don't have any already, so if you don't have any in order, I'm sure you could pre-order with Marty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sure. Good stuff. Uh, I imagine you're getting a bunch of them in. Oh, Michael yeah. Pink yeah. says, uh, "Quiet Riot opened the Sabbath show." Oh, oh shit! See now, this is the detail I don't remember. I can for some reason I can never remember that stuff either. I remember, you, you know, like I remember, but I'll remember vague memories of seeing these bands. But right. I can't quite remember who opened for who or whatever, you know. But I do remember seeing Quiet Riot yeah. several times, actually. Sure. Ian Ferguson says he fell asleep during a Pantera concert. Whoa, <laughs> I fell asleep during a Radiohead concert, but that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I definitely fell asleep at a John Mayer concert and Joe Bonamassa, both of them. <laughs> well, um, Joe Bonamassa was doing a, an acoustic set. And I was and I just couldn't keep my eyes open after a while. I was just like, oh, please get back to the electric guitar, please. Yeah, we got lots <laughs> of Jake comments in the chat. Oh yeah? Yeah. We gotta get Jake back on. Yeah, uh, that was such well, a classic. You know, there's, there's a show, there's a show he wants to do. We've, we talked about this before. I know. We gotta do it. If not, I'm just gonna get him back on. Cause you know, he might be a little uh, it might be a little tamer of a show, but that's all it, right. It'll be fun. Uh, <laughs> The lawnmower tapes. Uh, is there one amp that embodies EVH, Billy Gibbons, and Angus? Continued health and happiness. Thanks. Yeah, Plexi Marshall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Old vintage Plexi Marshall. Basically can do all that stuff. Now, if there's a modern amp, you... My new vintage line Plexi that will be happening at some time in the near future. 
Cool. Oh, by the way, guys, you should see be below our video. I just learned something new today as I was scrolling through all our options on their After videos. six years? After six years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> that our our spring our t-shirts and everything should be underneath the video so if you guys yeah i think yeah if yeah you, i uh, mean i saw him i saw him posted below uh because i have another screen open real-time screen of the video okay so you see him so yeah well, the, i did see him the it I depends shirt is there tank tops check out our t-shirts and and stuff you can get a phone cover if you want that says tone talk whatever floats your boat um, and don't pay attention to how the photos look with the graphic pasted in the middle of them. <laughs> they look much nicer in person. <laughs> right. They look. They definitely look nicer. Yeah. Um, for sure. Uh, so let's see. Uh, Kenny, how do I keep missing these things? Oh, I would love to actually visit Motor City's guitar store at some point. My Sin 1 and Plexi module came from them via Reverb. Oh, you guys sell on Reverb too? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Yeah, Sell everywhere probably. Good. Uh, mostly just our own store and reverb and a little bit of eBay. Hey, why not? Yeah. Uh, Jay Busk again. Thanks. Uh, is the Hot Mod V2 closer to a Jose, a Lee Jackson, or a Caswell mod? Ne none of them. Closer to a Soldano mod, if anything. Sorta. Gotcha. Uh, here's someone. I fell asleep at a Joe Bonamassa show. <laughs> Felt so bad. My wife got the tickets. Yeah, I, I'm. I, it's so funny that you said that because uh, and that was totally unscripted. I mean, that's two people who fell asleep. And no offense, Joe, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would love to have Joe on the show, but Joe will be on the show eventually. Yeah, I'd love to have him on, but that uh, don't tell him I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a great player. We're gonna bring that um, up for sure. Now. Yeah, I know he'll he'll rip my my ass apart. Uh, Rob's Tone Zone, Marty. Ever been to the House of Guitars in Rochester, New York? I've been dropping paychecks in there since '84. Sounds like your store is similar. I've heard, I've had a lot of people mention that. I take that as a big compliment because I heard it's a great place. Hmm. I've never been like there. Dave said, like an old school uh, guitar shop. You know. Yeah. Sounds like a great place. I've never been there. Ben Tom says his seventh grade teacher used to smoke in the classroom and had a wooden paddle when use it daily. <laughs> they also had on get on her knees and pray before lunch. Oh my god! Was that a was That's that a cow? Cool. Wow! Yeah. That's okay. funny. <laughs> uh, Clem Fandang, any experience with Dan Lawrence? uh not really okay yeah. uh what about matt brook on tone talk I that'd be cool so. matt won't do it yeah i was gonna say i don't think matt would do it i think he matt uh, won't do it i've asked him um although maybe i can talk him into it that would be cool that'd be awesome to have him on i mean to talk about evh guitars you know EVH i i i'm gonna try yeah uh, I know he doesn't. He likes to stay away from the limelight. Um, Stephen oh man, Douglas, Dave, do a PEQ three pedal. I was going to call it a BEQ three pedal. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But uh, I, I actually I want to do that. Actually, that's been an idea, and I also want to do a GE ten pedal. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it, but I'm going to try. 
Armana Castro says, Marty's an incredible mensch with a great store. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. That's awesome. John Clark says, hey, Marty, thanks for all your help. JC from Japan. Hey, what's that? Hey, JC, how are you doing, man? Nice to see all these familiar faces and names. <laughs> Do you know the name of the original theater that's now Motor City? I had a few different names. Academy, uh, Academy Quinn was the uh, one most people think of it as a Waterford Cinema. It was like a dollar movie theater. So it is, this place had a pretty cool history. Like before we moved here, you know, tons, we hear so many different stories from like, from different people that used to come to see movies here. It's, uh, it was, oh, it kind of cool. has like a, tons of mojo, you know? So tell the story. So on the front of Motor City Guitar, there are two huge Les Paul guitars. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> tell that story. That was one of those weird coincidences. It was like almost like a miracle, huh? We were we were in the process of like uh, remodeling the store and adding on to the front and the back at the time. And and originally it was just going to be kind of like it used to be all glass and it was just going to be like a uh, you know closed in black front and uh, like literally the night you know you have to go to the township and talk to them about like you know getting their permission and stuff like that. That whenever you kind of do any kind of like expansion or anything like that. And literally the night before the, you know, we had a meeting with the township to, uh, to talk to them about this expansion. One of the guys that works, uh, worked here at the time, Scotty went on, he went on Craigslist. I think it was the first time he'd ever been on Craigslist. And lo and behold, there's like these two 40 foot less Pauls that some guy had just posted on Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, apparently the guy had had them in a, uh, in, in like a, uh, uh, some kind of storage facility for like 10 years. They used to be on this like rock and roll diner and he had them sitting in there for like 10 years and they were, he was getting ready to sell them for scrap aluminum. The people were like, you got to get these things out of here. They're taking up the whole room and everything. Like, and, they, and somebody told him like, just try Craigslist. I mean, you know, uh, somebody might want them, you know, and, and, and they pop up the night before we have this meeting with the township, you know? Wow. <laughs> and then uh, luckily I was on my computer uh, Scotty emailed me at this. He's like, oh, we just popped up on Craigslist, like 20 miles from the store. And uh, I'm like, you got to be kidding me, you know? And uh, at the time, it was like around 2008-ish, remember when there was all the problems with the economy and stuff? And uh, that kind of was a, it worked in our favor because, you know, normally the township are really like hesitant to approve something like that. You know, they're usually like pretty much poo-poo stuff like that. So I went in there and I, uh, I, you know, at the very end of our meeting, I like pop out of my back pocket this picture of these 40 foot guitars. And uh, they were like, they were actually pretty accommodating because, you know, at the time, all these businesses were closing and stuff. And, uh, you know, they were kind of happy to see somebody doing something that was like an expansion. So they were like, oh, maybe we could make that work. You know, maybe we, we could just uh, call it like a uh, facade or something like that. So as far as they were concerned, it was uh, okay. And, uh, you know, next thing you knew, we had them uh, installed on the front of the store. So the only thing is the pick guards are upside down on them. So I, I didn't think I could hold up for another 40 foot guitar, you know, pair of Les Pauls that had the pick guards yeah. on the right side. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? But yeah, was, the timing was just, it, it was just bizarre. And it, it's the same exact guitar and same color that was in our like yellow pages ad. And then on, on our street sign out by the road is the exact same guitar. So it was just like a weird coincidence, you know? Wow. Yeah. It's like just meant to be right. Totally. Yeah, it's super cool. Uh, yeah. Super Zombie. The Steve Stevens Clinic was awesome at Motor City. That was a cool clinic. We'll definitely have to do another one. 
Let's do another while. I'll talk to you about it. We'll we'll figure it out. Sammy yeah. just popped in there, right? Does Sammy still live in uh, Detroit? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, he was he was just in here. Yeah, he's still in Detroit. In fact, Marty's the one who introduced me to Sammy. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna give Dave, you Dave tell that story. <laughs> that was like uh that was back when they were saying guitar is dead too. Uh, and uh I remember Sammy used to come in here, he was like a 14 years old with his parents, you know. Just like me and Dave did back in the day at like uh, Pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> and he was so good. I mean, he would come in here and everybody in the store would just be like, wow, listen to this guy, you know? Hmm. And I, mean, I totally believed in him. And I was like, I remember uh, at the time, you know, they were, they were saying guitar is dead. I'm like, this guy would be perfect. Like a young guy, like unbelievably good player. I'm like, so uh, at the time he was playing a different brand of guitars. And I, I remember calling that guitar company and I was like, listen, you guys, you know, you should endorse this, this kid. He's like, he's like, a, you know, he's like, a, you know, un unbelievably good. And, uh, you know, everybody's talking about guitar being, dead. just get this kid up there and, you know, he get great promotion, you know, they just kind of blew it off, you know, but then uh, at some point, uh, I remember Sammy bought a, a Friedman amp and I was mm -hmm. telling Dave about him. I'm like, Dave, you should check out Sammy. This kid is like so amazing. And Dave, sure enough, Dave did. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, he developed a great relationship, you know. Yeah, and Sammy's career. Oh yeah, yeah. We we he did that, and uh, and then I contacted Sammy, and I'm like, going, yeah. He goes, yeah, I really want a cabinet. I'm like, well, let me sell you one at artist cost or whatever, and you know, let me hook you up with that. And if I'm, in, you know, and then uh, I did that, and then uh, I was in town one time, and I'm like, hey, let's come come on down and let's let's get it let's go have a drink together and uh and so uh then we started our drinking relationship that have, has lasted ever since <laughs> no but no but then you know yeah he came and hung out and we you know just talked and and just shut the shit and you know i've helped him any way i could over the years and and uh and you know watch him become and you know I would venture to say one of the one of the better rock guitar players of the new millennium, so to speak. Um, he's truly has all the fire, and that's what's really important—the fire, you know. Yeah, the, the, the fire behind his playing is so severe, so so fierce, mm. you know. And um, technique is, of course, great. But but his he he plays it from the seat of his pants like like sure. like all those greats did like you know like for me like all those guys did like the Randys and the Jakes and yes. the Warrens and the and the and the Eddies and and all those guys played from the seat of their pants they played with like that you know oh shit I might fuck this up but I'm going for it you know yeah right and Sammy Sammy plays with that that. Um, that uh ferociousness so to speak yeah yeah you know and uh um and he and he really does yet yet he can play so pretty too you know it's 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 interesting and 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 he's been awesome at clinics and nam shows and things that we've done over time and i hope to do some more with him you know because he's fucking amazing yeah he's he's good. He i remember we were in we were in europe at henning pauling's 42 gear street and you know we're we're making videos basically while we were there, you know. And I and I go, uh, hey Sammy, you're gonna do a guitar battle with Tom Quayle. He's like, 
I'm what? Yeah, you're going to do a guitar battle with Tom Quill. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> he did a guitar battle with Tom Quill. Yeah. Go watch it. And he did quite well. Yeah, see who won. A lot of people say Sammy. Yeah, it's 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 close. <laughs> I remember yeah. Sammy was a little kid, uh, well, you know, 14 years old or so, coming in here, and uh, he played his first show in, in the parking lot at the store. Uh, yeah. And and we had these, uh, like some of the best players in town uh, playing with him, you know, uh, just mm. really, really good musicians. And, you know, for this guy playing his first gig, uh, you wouldn't have believed it. I mean, it was just like jaw dropping, you know, he was just yeah. like totally, totally hanging with these like great musicians, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was like seeing a seasoned pro and there's like this young kid and he was improvising, you know, they, they did a bunch of like uh, cover songs and stuff. But then at the end, they started doing like some jamming and it was just like, I couldn't believe it, you know? Like, I saw, um, yeah, man. I, he's I, mean, humble I, saw, too. I saw him sit down hmm. and record a video with this one guy at, at the same thing in your in Germany that we were at, and uh, and they were they were like demoing these acoustic instruments, right? So he was playing like acoustic guitar, and they would switch instruments. So like he was playing acoustic guitar, and then he was playing acoustic like mini bass. And then he was like playing like uh, I, I, a million different. They were just switching back and forth, and he was playing like this bass, like a mother. Hmm. Like you're just like, oh my god! And you're like <laughs> watching him do this switch roles, you know, like really fast. And you're like, man, he's the real deal, man. Sure, yeah, it's the real deal. Hmm. He reminds uh, me of Randy Rhodes too. He's very humble, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Randy Mullins, Marty, do you still have that Killer Jackson soloist you had when we played? No, I don't. I wish I did. <laughs> There's a lot of guitars I, I regret getting rid of. But, uh, a lot yeah, of guitars we wish we still had. Yeah, right. No. Uh, let's see. Ben Tom, it's about time. It's about time for a smoke sesh. <laughs> okay. All right. Go enjoy, man. Go, go for it. Yes. Uh, take, take a puff for me, too. Why not? <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see uh one true system i first met marty in 1988 when i worked at scanlon music all these years later he remains the most nice genuine salt of the earth gentleman in this business i cherish his acquaintance long live ice uh, <laughs> i know who that is that's dana dana from berkeley music that, that, what a nice thing to say thanks dana great store one of the best uh, independent shops here in detroit berkeley music that's cool. cool, man. Yeah. Roxy DePew. Mark, Strandberg Guitar sent an email today asking left players for input and in which models they would like to see offered in the line. How about one with a headstock? <laughs> uh, sorry, couldn't help myself. <laughs> oh, here's someone. It wins the Tone Talk on Shroom's show. Oh, God. Oh, it wasn't no. just legal. I saw it was just legalized in three states. Really? Oh, yeah. That means it's coming to every state. Microdosing of uh, shrooms. Who would have thought that? <laughs> Has anyone tried those microdose psilocybin candy bars? <laughs> no, I didn't even know those existed either. <laughs> I mean, that's just insane. I mean, who would have thought that when I was at my. Oh, my God. Don't concert. talk on shrooms. That might be. Wow. You don't want to see me on shrooms. 
believe me. That Equinox, I think shrooms are legal in Detroit. Really? <sighs> really? That must have just happened. It's all coming. Tax it. Make some money. <laughs> well, they say they actually say it helps with depression if you like do micro dosing of that. It, it it also supposedly helps with uh, people with uh, chronic uh, migraines. Also, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Very micro dosing, though. Like not. Right. We're not talking like you're not tripping. You're not tripping, but it's right. it's like helps people. Uh, you know, I know some people that have debilitating like uh, migraine problems, and and it's like you know utter pain for them mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean uh, they they should allow i mean because this is what i do for a living i do pharmaceutical research um so uh not myself i don't take drugs <laughs> oh my god wait brent tom i'm in an all plant-based diet except i add black chickens so it's vegetables cannabis chicken cannabis and more cannabis <laughs> oh, and cannabis for dessert. For dessert. Oh, okay. in, a, in, a, in a different format. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Detroit decriminalizes psychedelic mushrooms, what it means. Okay. Not sure. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it helps people with PTSD. That's what I heard also. Yes. Randy Mullins. Dave, I use fractals. How close are they to your amps, to the Sims? Um. If you AB directly, you'll be sadly disappointed. I'm not saying that they're not good. They're good. But if you AB to the real power of a tube amp, done. I just want to Sorry. say, I took, I had band practice for the first time in a while uh, on Wednesday, Tuesday this week. And I just out of sheer laziness, I brought my Kemper. It sucked. <laughs> it sucked it sucked i i was just like never again am i going to do this ever because it was the first time i've ever really turned it up that loud to be with a drummer and it just felt so stiff and there's no feedback whatsoever it was just i was fighting it all night you know which profile sounds best what's this what's you know uh, I just Maybe there'll it. be something in the future from Friedman that'll solve this issue. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, well, yeah, I hated it. I thought it was, but, you know, but the, uh, Michael Nielsen's comment to me when I was telling him about it, he's like, well, you know, if you were going to front a house with it into a PA, you know, maybe it would sound better. Um, but I don't know. It was just, I hated it. Um Something about the way amps, like Dave, your amps, honestly, all friendship aside and everything, it's just the way the amp feels. You know, there's a lot yeah. of amps, that, there's mm -hmm. a lot of amps that sound good. Like, especially if you're hearing somebody else playing them, you know, like a lot of times I'm like, oh, this guy's got great tone, you know, and then you try the amp and it's like, the amp sounds good, but it doesn't like react. It's like, it doesn't play as good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of amps that sound good, but not as many amps that play. They're not as like sensitive, I guess you could say, you know? Whenever yeah. I play one of Dave's amps, I'm like, it's just like things just start happening that, you know, like it just don't happen in, through other amps, you know? It's like the, the amp, it's like you're playing the amp as much as you're playing the guitar, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It reacts a certain way, you know? Yeah. Completely. completely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's a feel thing. 
like little things that you're trying to get to pop out. Like sometimes when you're listening to somebody else play, the tone is good, but you really don't know if that guy's getting everything he wants out of it. You know, when you're playing it yourself, you can totally feel such a difference, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But that's what I love about your amps, man. It's just like, uh, you know, you can play like one chord and it's just like all, every note just rings out. And I like to do like a lot of upstrokes, mm-hmm. you know, just the way it responds, you know? Every little thing you try, it just pops right out, you know? Uh, love it. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, zero year metal. Um, Dave, love my new PT20 V2. It's a bit bright for me. Any suggestions on how to tame it? Well, <clears throat> what guitars are you using? What um, what um, speaker cabinet? What speakers are in your cabinet? What are you using? That's the first thing. Um, it is designed to be kind of a, a bright marshall-esque you know kind of tone uh you know what pickups are you using there's a lot of there's a lot of variables with this i mean like maybe if you're using a vintage 30 it might be a little on the bright side uh maybe a greenback might be better what kind of cabinet are you using Uh, you know there's a lot of variables or if all else fails i can tell you one capacitor cut out of the amp that's really easy to do that would get you a, a little bit more of the old pink taco which was darker if you like darker here's the problem like everyone likes something different and um so for years people go oh dave's amps are dark they're dark they're dark i didn't necessarily agree with that you can turn the presence and trouble to where they 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 exist and where they're bright um so then you brighten them up, and then someone complains the opposite direction. So, <laughs> you know, you, I mean, you kind of heard the videos. I mean, Pete Thorne made it sound damn amazing. Michael Nielsen made it sound damn amazing, but it might not be right for everyone. But I can, I, if you email me, I can, I can tell you something that you could easily just snip a leg of something, and uh, it would be a much darker kind of thing. I mean, couldn't you just theoretically just dial back? The, the presence and the treble well, there is no presence all right so, you can so, dial back the treble theoretically but some people have this psychological thing about dialing back stuff so <laughs> like if they see the treble is really low there's the psychologically go it's really bright there's something wrong if i put an audio taper treble pot in where it reverses the the taper of the treble Meaning that you have to, you know, like what was half is now three quarters of the way up. Mm. Then they're going, oh, the amp's dark. No, it's the same as it was. It's just the pot's in a different spot. It's an interesting psychological thing. But, I mean, I'm, I'm more than happy to help you. It's, it, it's really easy, though. There's one cap I can tell you to cut out, and it will, will get you what you want. Okay. Email Dave. Yeah. Awesome. Super easy. Uh, Equinox, Marty, what's your go-to amp and guitar? <laughs> Here in the store, honestly, it's a JJ Junior. I love that JJ Junior. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I've told Dave that for years. That's about the. Uh, it's funny. I, I play anything through that sounds good. Be any guitar you play through that amp sounds good. I even played bass through it. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Killer. I got in a little Gretsch kick, and I, I plugged a Gretsch into it, and the clean, oh, you know, the clean looks. 
it sounded freaking amazing. <laughs> and then I was like, wow, I really like this Gretsch. Let me plug it into like a more of like a Gretschy amp. I plugged it into like, you know, something that you'd expect uh, more. And it, 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 JJ sounded better. I couldn't believe it. You know, I love that. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John Clark says, Marty, tell the story about when Paul Reed Smith was in your store and got his hands on one of your vintage strats. I know that strat. <laughs> you tell that story, and that's a perfect time because my evidently my liquids are going right through me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a good one. Yeah, Paul Reed Smith. Uh, he's a lot like Dave. He's uh, he, he's uh, he's definitely a gear guy first. Uh, you know, he's not like some business guy who's uh, counting numbers all day. He's he's a, he's a gear junkie. You know. And uh, he came in here and uh, he was, he looked at the pedals and he was just like, he was as excited about the pedals as, as anyone I've ever, huh. has, has ever come in here. He was just like geeking out over, you know? And, uh, you know, he was like, wow, he, he's very passionate. You know, he's like, you got any vintage guitars? So I brought down, uh, I brought down some like heavy hitting vintage guitars, you know? And um, I got this 155 Strat that I call like the magic Strat. It's like totally beat the hell. It's just that it's just one of those guitars that it just has a certain magic to it, you know. And uh, as soon as he got it in his hands, he was like, like he he was like just sitting there for a second. He's like, "This is the best Fender guitar I've ever played in my life." Like you have to let me take this guitar, you know. Oh, yes. <laughs> he's like, like this guitar is like Leo talking to me from you know like like like, like he's like I can't talk to Leo and and, and Ted Hardy anymore. So he's like you have to let me take this guitar and find out what the magic of this thing is, you know. And I'm like, okay, sure, you know. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I'm, he's like, uh, he's like, Eric Johnson is looking for a 55 Strat. You want to sell it, you know? At the time, I wasn't really trying to sell it, you know. And uh, I'm like, yeah, go ahead. And he's like, I'll make a copy of it for you, and I'll make one for Eric, and I'll make one for me, and I'll make one for the other guy, you know. And I'm like, sure, you know. So he took the guitar, and uh, sure enough, he he uh, he made like an incredible. Like he, he just like apparently he just diagnosed whatever he thought made this guitar tick and he he replicated it. It's unbelievable what he did. And uh and uh he ended up only making one copy and he gave it to me. So I I, I was really uh honored by that and I still have it of course, you know. Wow. So so he's so the guitar that you had, the fifty five stride, ended up going to Eric Johnson? No, he, Eric Johnson. Uh, well, Paul had it for probably like four or five months, maybe six months, and then, uh, and then he uh, he let Eric Johnson like he you know take it, and that's a whole other story. Eric Johnson, uh, I got some great pictures of him like playing it, and uh, I talked to him about it. Um, but we ended up getting it back, and uh, and uh, I've seen this guitar. Oh, it's a killer guitar. So you still have it. Oh yeah, I'll never get rid of that or the one he made of it. He made it's a, a hard hardtail, right? Isn't it? Or no? No, it's a it's a oh, trim. Trim. Didn't you yeah, have another one that was a hardtail? No. Uh, a long time ago, I had one. Yeah. Oh. But uh, anyways, it was it was interesting because he uh, like he, so. Anyways, he made this duplicate of the guitar. I remember he he at first he said the only thing I'm not gonna be able to do is uh, I can't do like because you know, it's a one piece ash body. They, that's one thing we can't do is a one piece ash body, but somehow they ended up finding even a one piece ash body too. So they replicated it in every way. So mm. is this kind of what the silver skies were based off of maybe? Well, that's the second part of the story. He, uh, so like a year later or so, maybe a year and a half later, he called me back and he's like, Hey Marty, uh, you still got that 55 strat and the one that I made. And I'm like, of course, you know, he's like, is there any way I could borrow that back? 
you know, and I'm like, yeah, of course, you know, and, uh, and he's like, uh, by any chance you got any sixties strats, you know? And I'm, and I'm like, yeah. And he's like, uh, any chance I could borrow that too? And he's, and I'm like, yeah, what, what's going on? He might have asked what's, you know, what's, what's going on. He's like, yeah, I'm working on this project, you know? So I had this one, uh, 65 strat that was a refin, you know? And I'm like, is it okay if it's refinished? And he's like, yeah, perfect. He's like, if you let me borrow it, I'll, I'll refinish it back to the original color too. And I'm like, oh, awesome. Wow. <laughs> so he, took, he took all three of those guitars, but you know, the, the 55, the, uh, the, the duplicate he made and then the 65. And then, uh, and I asked him like, you know, what, you know, what's it for? And he just said it was for like, a project he was working on, which yeah. I assume probably had something to do with that, you know? And then like, uh, so he, Eventually, he sent back all three of them, and he had refinished the uh, '65. And then, uh, you know, a year or so later, I think the uh, that Silver Sky came out. So hopefully, it had something to do with that. Pretty yeah, sure it did. Exactly like well, Silver pretty Sky. positive it did. Oh, yeah, it probably did. What did yeah. the uh, refin? What did he, what color? Uh, sunburst. You could. Uh, we took out the uh, output jack, and it. You could tell it was originally sunburst. It was natural, refinished and natural. Mm. So, oh yeah, they always did that in the '70s, didn't they? Yeah. Strip it off, put some varnish on it. Yeah. He's a great guy too, Paul Reed Smith. He's uh, you know, again, he was uh he's like he reminds me of you, Dave. He's very much a gear guy first, you know. You yeah. know, the whole the whole business thing is secondary. He's 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 a gear lover and a gear junkie, you know. Right. Yeah. Uh Y M E S Y D T. If that stands for something, let me know. Um, hey Dave, why hasn't anyone made an amp with a small one watt, five watt, or twenty watt power amp, and then a secondary reamp power amp, kind of like building a power station into the amp? Um, it was done. Oh. It was the um, shoot. <laughs> was that th um, thd? No, no, no. Um, Frank Lamara was involved with it originally with 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 Mark Sampson. Um and later they sold it. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting it. I'm forgetting the name of the company. Hmm. Um shoot. Guys, help me. <laughs> Mark Sample Mark Sampson was involved with it. And so was Frank Lamara from Detroit. And it was called Angeles? the No, no, no. And it was a loaded down 20 watt amp into I'll remember it eventually. And probably after we're done. Uh uh <laughs> into a hundred watt power session. And it's exactly what you you're you're calling it. Exactly. Um, and for the life of me, I can't remember. The name of it right now. Okay, showing my age. Mm. Ben, ben, Tom, when you play a Friedman, you're like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I agree. Uh, let's see, Vinny, what's up, Vinny? Hey, gents, Dave, which Friedman amp are you most proud of, and which one is your favorite? That's really hard, Vinny. Good question. Come on, man. Uh boy. Can I can I tell you that my top three? Sure, that's man. tough. That's almost impossible. What's your favorite child? Yeah, right. That's exactly you know, what I was thinking. It's, like, it's like, come, I mean, uh, you know, that's hard. You know, like I want to say my top three, but then again, 
Mm. But then there's a fourth, you know, like, yeah, yeah. that that's impossible. Some of my favorites. Okay. Um, can we categorize them a bit? <laughs> I'm curious. I'm curious two, about this too. My two favorite signature amps would be the Jake Lee and the Steve Stevens. Mm. Okay. That's a category. Standard production amps. Um, well, the B100 Deluxe, as it sits now, uh, is is a favorite. But my small box is maybe more of a favorite. I knew you were going to say that. But to be <laughs> honest, I mean, there's elements of the Twin Sister or Dirty Shirley circuit that I love too. So I, I can't I can't pick. Mm. So, I, I mean, I do like the simplicity of the Jake amp and the simplicity of the small box amp for simplicity's sake. I, yeah. I like, I like that stuff a lot. We've been the talking Jake, about doing Jake a, uh, really motor cool. city amp. yeah, we've been talking about doing a, 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 a custom motor city amp. Yeah. Sure. That's an exclusive for motor city. That, I'm not sure what it's going to be yet, but <laughs> we're going to, we're, we're talking about that. Yeah. Then I have to talk it up the ladder a little bit, but shouldn't be a problem. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, that would I mean, be awesome. we've done it before. I don't see why we can't do it uh, for you, especially yeah. you. <laughs> so you know, I was uh, thinking like something with like a like a, based off of like a small box, possibly. You know, I you know I was kind of thinking of something like that. Yeah, and and maybe with some of my tweaks or something. That's what like, I was thinking. If you could put if like if Dave find like Detroit sound. Do like a Detroit theme, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I actually sort of think I know what I would do. Hmm. Yeah, that'd be cool. I, I'd love to do that. I want to do that and make it look kind of cool. Maybe all black, like I'd blacked like see, out, like I'd, totally I'd like blacked to see, out. Or, or uh, maybe we could do two different versions, like an all white one too. Would be cool. I remember one moment that stands out for me was. Uh, I remember uh, when uh, I'm a huge Zeppelin fan, and when 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 Led Zeppelin did the, uh, Kennedy, the Kennedy, Kennedy Awards show, mm -hmm. that was like when when then there was that White Friedman there. Yeah, I remember watching that. And I was just like beaming with pride. That was like that was like right around the beginning, wasn't it? Of what were you? Uh, and it wasn't the beginning, but yeah, it was it was early on. That, that I mean, that was uh, that was uh, Chris Shiflett from the Foo Fighters amp. I, yeah, I was just like, I was just so stoked when I saw that. I'm like, because I'm like sitting there watching Jimmy Page, like totally getting into it. Robert Plant was like crying, and then there's this beautiful like White Friedman amp right there, and the whole performance was just so magical, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then was... your amp right there in the middle of the stage, I was just like, Dave, man, I was high fiving you big time. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a, to me I, I still watch that that was such a great thing you know yeah that's a great great show yeah marty what's your go-to guitar uh it kind of changes i had a i had this uh one ibanez guitar i played for years but in the past few years i uh i switch on and off quite a bit actually you know it's funny i've learned i've learned that uh you know just uh I've had a lot of like unusual guitars come into my hands lately that just kind of I'm bonding with some of which are guitars that I would never have normally liked. You know, <laughs> I always try to tell customers like, don't, don't think about it too much. Just wait till the guitars in your hands. You'll know when it's the right one. You know, you know how that goes, you know, that's true. Right. One of my favorite guitars right now is one that like on paper is like, there's nothing about it. I should like, but I just love the guitar. I just, I just like the way it plays, the way it sounds, you know, it's just like, well, 
don't think about it too much. <laughs> which one is this? It's a carbon, <laughs> which normally I'm not a big carbon guitar fan, to be honest with you, you know? Hmm. I, for some reason, I'm always finding myself picking that guitar up. Um, yeah, but uh, there's a lot of different guitars. There's just uh, so many. I'm, I'm, I'm like a lifelong Les Paul guy, so hmm. always, uh, if, I had to, if I had to pick one, it'd probably be that, you know? That's cool. Tom and Lisa, Marty is the man. I was in buying with another Motor City customer trying to get the last Jakey Lee head. It was a total nail-biter. Almost had a stroke. Marty took care of me. A-plus service. Oh, cool. Thanks. Oh, he was in a buying war with another Motor City customer trying to buy the last Jakey Lee head. Uh, oh. I could probably sell another 200 of those. Oh, at least. They've gone up Dude. in price, man. I could probably sell another, but I can't do it. Yeah, we 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 said we would make it in you know a limited run. That's it. And I can't. I as much as I'd like to. I mean, I don't think that's fair to the people who bought them. That's true. You know, I don't think it is. It's not. Maybe it's there'll not. be something else in the future, though. Yeah, for it's sure. Fair. That's that's cool that you feel that way because that would I I agree. People would be pissed. I off. would love to do it. I would literally love to sell another two hundred of them. No problem. Right. <laughs> but uh, um. But maybe there's something else in the future. Yeah. <laughs> something Well, you smaller. did it exclusive in red. I mean, you could do it. In... Maybe something smaller. Mm. Oh, hint, hint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll be down for a bunch of those. <laughs> <laughs> Modern Vintage wants to know, Marty, what does the PRS Strat copy Paul made look like? A Strat with S-style headstock or PRS custom body? Can you show us the guitar or photos of it? uh it looks well i mean it looks uh, let's see i mean it it looks exactly like the original except for it's not relics the original one is like every square inch of it is beat to hell you know mm, yeah. he didn't he didn't Including relic this case. one but what's that yeah Including the case the case right yeah but uh, i remember he brought i remember when he showed me this guitar for the very first time he brought out this case and the case is like falling to pieces like this tweed case falling to pieces and I'm like, yeah. oh, oh, this is gonna be good. Gonna <laughs> oh be yeah, good. This yeah. Is I love to know the like stories. Some old, some old blues man played this till till he dropped dead. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. How, how how well does the, uh, the the copy compare to the '55? Unbelievably well. I mean, it's uh, the the neck's exactly the same. Even the pickup somehow he kind of mimicked. I don't know how he did it, but. Uh, Put a lot into it, like getting it right. You know, I mean, it's it's he did an amazing job. Other than just the whole wear part, which I love, you know, uh, it, it the feel of the neck, the sound of the guitar is unbelievably similar. Hmm. Yep. Well, you got to do a vintage me. room at some point in time and sell off some of those vintage guitars. I know we've talked about days. it for sure. We've talked about it. Yeah, it might that might happen. You know. <laughs> well, you you occasionally put one up for sale. Yeah, yeah. No, it'll probably happen eventually. <laughs> um, Motor City Amp, count me in, says John Clark. Yeah, yeah, I want to yeah, do they, it. If anybody has any ideas, uh, definitely put them up here. You know, like what you think it should be like. You know, uh, Star Amplifiers, nasty. Dave. No, that's not it. It was. Um, why can't I think of this? I know it so well. <laughs> oh, uh, what was the? What was? Uh, I can't remember. Fan of the wild. Hey guys, thanks for everything you do. Hey, no problem. Super geeky question for you three. What kind of frets do you like? 
what material and size and do you believe frets too big can impact intonation negatively um uh okay so big frets impact intonation negatively yeah if you're you're a down too hard. poor player and you're not uh fretting the instrument properly and you're pulling it too hard or pushing down on it too hard yeah absolutely big frets can can do that or maybe if you're using extremely light gauge strings with big frets also is is could be a problem you know um i kind of like 6105 dunlop 6105s or equivalent that's what i like because it's uh tall and uh kind of thinner I mean, it's as tall as a 6100 fret, uh, but not as wide. Uh, mm -hmm. Although 6100s can be cool, too. But then again, I like some small frets, too. So, I mean, I could go either way. It was really sort of interesting. Like, on the early uh, early Ed guitars, they were small frets. Yeah, the, uh, I, and, on the USA I have is a vintage. Yeah, yeah vintage-style, like, Fender frets almost. Yep. And, 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 and it plays you great. Know what? It kind of dawned on me one day that kind of made a lot of sense because, uh, you know, Ed used um, very light nine gauge strings tuned to E flat all the time. Mm -hmm. And it, it kind of makes a lot of sense when you think about it. If you use really big frets, there is a much bigger chance with that light of a gauge tuned to E flat to pull that out of tune. There really is, you know. Didn't his guitars and, have to be set up for that too? Didn't he like specifically set up his guitars because he was pulling it out of tune in that way? Yes, yes. And <laughs> well, no, because actually tuning is less than perfect and he kind of compensated. And yes, the way he played, yes, they kind of dialed in the tuning to to work for him. But it, it kind of makes a lot of sense the smaller fret with the really light gauge string with a, a drop tuning. It kind of makes sense. With a 10-gauge set, I mean, the bigger fret might be better. You can get under the string better. You can you can bend better because you can get under the string. The problem with smaller frets is you can't quite get under the string. You know? So, I don't know. I like both. I like a lot of different frets. It just depends on the guitar. Yeah, you play differently know. on them, too. Yeah, you know? I don't know. You know, it's true. Sometimes I love guitars with high frets that you can really start to dig under under you know get under the string and really bend and stuff but then other times i like other things so i you know i don't know i'm exactly the same way i, I usually like huge like the bigger the frets the better and uh yeah. but then this guy traded in the 70s less Paul that had like virtually no frets at all yeah and you like i'm playing it and i'm like i absolutely love this guitar you, you know you play differently you know yeah. like all, of a, all of a sudden you can do certain things that you can't do on the big fret guitar you have to Maybe adjust you can't your do some of the other things yeah well, it's just like anything. It's like you switch strings, gauge strings, or you do anything. You have to adjust to what you just did. Right. Play it for a while, and then uh, maybe, you know, get used to it. That'll be it. Yeah. yeah. You find yourself doing something different. Uh, L. Scott Music has a suggestion Motor City Amp is a dirty Shirley circuit with a built in buxom boost. I don't know if that's that. Mm. Man, you know, like uh, Detroit to me is less pretty than that. 
Somebody is suggesting Gnarlier. like a seduced zone. I, I, that's kind of like what yeah, I had. That, that would be probably more what I would go for. That would probably right. be closer to a Jakey Lee sort of circuit. That raw kind of yeah, bright, uh, mean, stringy kind of thing. Yeah, totally. Uh, thanks, Michael, for the question and your super chat. Dave, are you a fan of the Demarzio super distortion? I'm using one and then a Les Paul through a you small know, box. And like, I didn't. I didn't used to be years ago, and then in more recent years, I've been more of a fan. And to be frank, I mean, even even a, a new Demarzio Super Distortion sounds pretty cool. If you're going for a very biting, mid range, you know, gainy kind of tone, you know, it's not my go to. I mean, my my favorite humbucker of all time period is the Motor City Second Degree Black Belt. Awesome. I mean, Wade. I mean, that's my favorite of all time. It's super percussive, super open, and I just love love that. Yeah, I've got that in my um my Grover guitar. Yeah, it sounds great, doesn't it? Your pickup like sounds phenomenal and, too, Dave. Yeah, they they're they're cool. My pickups are cool. They really are. It, it, it's kind of the funny thing is I we I arrived at a sound that was sort of similar to a second degree black belt, uh, without ever copying it at all because that's just what my ears heard. Mm. It's it's kind of weird. I, I I would never copy it in the first place. Right. Uh, and and by no means is it even close to a copy of it, but sonically it has a similar signature to it uh that would be the uh you're talking about the classic plus right yeah yeah uh sharif's shosky uh dave who would you like to make an amp for that you haven't jimmy page oh man that would be so good fall <laughs> over dead and die then oh uh. <laughs> no that wasn't it either <laughs> why can't i think of it i don't know why i can't think of this amp company right now no, I wish uh, I could ask someone. Someone said they thought it was bad cat, but it's not. No, no. <laughs> um, let's see. They said I have a few from Wade, third degree black belt. Afyu, Afyu. Try uh, the T Rex also. Yeah, I never had a third degree uh, T Rex. I have in a in a uh, a black. Bernie Les Paul custom I have. Hmm. That's nice. a great sounding guitar and a great yeah. looking guitar. Those are oh, cool. Was from, it Guytron? From old, old, like a long time ago. Guytron, thank you. Ah, there it is. Guytron. Basically, it was a loaded down uh, two two channels of a loaded down twenty watt Marshall into a hundred watt power section. Hmm. The, the the they were like twenty watt Marshalls, so they had like. Uh, gain or uh, I guess you'd call it gain tone and volume per channel, and then it had a mastery EQ which was in the 100 watt power section. They were cool sounding amps, it was it, that was the concept that you suggested earlier, Dave. You won't believe it, but Jimmy Page is here. Oh and, man, and, and he says. <laughs> <laughs> He says, make an amp for me if you can't do it for the real Jimmy Page. No kidding. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Page, you need to get that blue check mark like they're doing on Twitter now. You can 
Oh, Richard, Richard Knoll. Can't wait to install my Pariah Pasadena White. That's a good sounding humbucker. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's another Detroit slash Canada guy. I'm not sure which one he is. Yeah, he lives like on the border. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Sean. He's a good guy. Uh, Makes great pickups. Hey, Sean, I want one of your pickups if you're ever listening. (laughs) Yeah, send, send Dave a pickup. Um, yes, I AB the Classic Plus with the third degree black belt. Classic Plus Plus is a solid pickup and sounded similar acoustically. Yeah, it, it was. It's funny. It didn't. I mean, literally, there was no a being of anything. It was like Grover, Grover made a pickup, just like a humbucker, and I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, it could be maybe a little. Maybe it needs to be a little brighter. And um, and then I gave him some offsets that I wanted to try for the Classic Plus. He tried those. And uh, bam, there it was. Now, um, it sounds similar. It's not quite the same, but it sounds similar. It has some similar characteristics. Yeah, I mean. Like it, I said, it, nothing was ever we had this discussion with Wade a long time ago. Someone said that I, co- someone said to him that I copied his pickup, and never in a million years would I do that. Never even looked at it. No one looked at it ever. And if I gave you a pickup, you could unwind it and see that it has nothing to do with your pickup at all. <laughs> it, it's poly. It's poly wire. His is pure enamel. It's nothing in the same ballpark at all. Hmm. Sounds good. Yeah. People just like to stir up drama. Yeah, right? and that's bullshit. It caused a bunch of problems, and I'm like, this is bullshit, man. Don't listen to these people. Oh, so he called you? And was oh, like, here's some bots for us. Oops, they're gone. There we go. <laughs> they're already, they already got nicked. Oh, good. Thanks. But the hot girls are waiting there, it says. <laughs> <laughs> I knew they'd be back. So that's that's why we want to just limit the chat to just subscribers. So I think that's probably the best bet. Um, are there any other questions? Because I think we've gone through it all. Um, yeah, I mean, we didn't. I mean, I guess we covered a lot of shit. Yeah, we covered a lot. Yeah, um, we covered the basic overview of my life. <laughs> you know, uh, kind of. I mean, sort of. Well, I mean, Marty, it's been great having you on the show, man. Oh, thanks, man. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah. It's an honor. Yeah, please go to, uh, you should tell us, tell people where they can go to the website or whatever. ModiCityGuitar.com? Yeah, yeah, we're on ModiCityGuitar.com. You know, we're on the pedal thing, and I think they're on Facebook, and they're probably on some other things, too. Instagram? Uh, Yeah, Instagram, Facebook, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely check out Motor City Guitar. Buy I some wanna, stuff. I want to be. Uh, I want to check out there. Check out the store when next time. Well, one I day see I get out there. behind me some Friedman guitars behind you. Oh yeah, I do. I see. There's a NoHo, correct? Uh, yes. In the middle. And and what color is that? It's like a walnut. It's a walnut NoHo. Yep. That was one of the last two uh, that they had of the Grover made ones and then there's a vintage t classic i think or does it have a humbucker in the bridge that's got a humbucker in the bridge so it's a vintage 
that was kind of a one-off. That's a one-off too. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Hmm. Yeah, we had, and that's all natural finish, right? There's no finish on it. Yeah, no, it's totally raw, raw wood. Yeah, wow, those are cool ones, guys. You should pop get those. Yeah, Yeah. because those are uh, those are kind of one of a kinds. I don't know if we're gonna ever see those again. Yeah, I was excited to get that walnut one too. And I think we got two of two like that. They're really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Grover, Grover built too. Yep. Yeah, those were like a, those they had like three or four guitars, five guitars left, and we I think we bought all of them or four of them or something, you know. Yeah, great. From the Grover, yeah, you know. But I, I tell you what, the, I've never even seen the Humbucker Telly, to be honest. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, it's a cool guitar. Yeah, definitely. Super cool. Um hey, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to, uh, you know, Thanksgiving's coming up, and I, I don't get a chance to say thanks to a lot of people all at once. So I, I just wanted to say, you know, tell all the people out there who, you know, have kept like uh, I, I'm sure I speak for all independent guitar shops. Uh, you know, just thanks for keeping us around. You know, we appreciate you guys. You know, there's so many great musicians that are so loyal. You know, yeah. and uh, I can just tell you from all of us independent stores, we really appreciate you guys so much. You know, so I wanted to say thank you for that and. Uh, you know, thank you to you guys for, you know, doing what you do. And, uh, you know, you guys are a total asset to the music community. You know, Every, everybody loves your show. Really happy to have been on here. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. Appreciate it. And um, thank you for having a, a great a store. Yeah. There's not many around. My pleasure. You know, thanks yeah. to the veterans for today's veterans day. You know, Dave, thank you for a lifetime of friendship, man, brother. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you so Sharif much for chiming in so many times. Yeah, right here, man. man great one, to day, see one day I'd love to see you again, man. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. You guys do a little, uh, what was the name of our band? Uh, oh, I don't even remember. Sanctuary. 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 <laughs> I'm going to find that video. When I, when I find oh, that video. God, no, you're not. Don't find it. <laughs> or the. The video of us in the talent show, remember that? Oh, yeah, it's that. Yeah, that that was funny. Where I fell on my ass. Melissa, my wife was the was the singer. It, well, you know. Yeah, we did a talent show. We did a Pat Benatar song. Um, wow. And uh, and during the talent show, I fell flat on my ass. I tripped <laughs> over a cord or something and literally fell flat on my ass. Oh, okay. you did and, a good job. Uh, you you they hit had, it. They had they had to close the curtain. They started again. Did they? Did they? Yeah, I don't remember yes, that part. They did. Yeah, that was good. I was yeah. so proud of also yeah. proud of Melissa. She uh, she got a standing O when she did her little uh, solo there. It was great. <laughs> Melissa sends her love, by the way, Dave. Oh, I haven't seen her in years. I know she wants to see you. Well, next time I'm in town, let's go to dinner or something. Come on, for sure. Like every time I'm in town, I don't see her. So I know, I know she wants to see you too. Yeah. Thanks, thanks to you too, hon. Um, Melissa's the she's the best. She I, I'd be nothing without her. So with the store. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Was it Sanctuary after Logan's Run? <laughs> no, I, well, I don't remember why we named it that. That was uh, it was great though. I can't wait to find that video. You're gonna love it. Oh man, please! Actually, that talent show's on video too. <laughs> oh my god! Oh no, nah, man! <laughs> He's like, no, <laughs> God, no, please, no. Oh, that's great. Yeah, we'd love to th- like to thank the veterans, anybody who served. Thank you for your service. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, our next show is, geez, uh, Nick Bocott, uh, the day after Thanksgiving, November 25th from Sweetwater. 
That'll be a Sweetwater special show. Cool. And then Nick, Nick has a long uh, history in the music business. We can talk about his uh, tenure in 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 the bands in the eighties. Mm-hmm. We can talk cool. about uh, we can talk about his tenure at Marshall. And he's a fellow lefty. And he's a fellow lefty, yes. And a very cool dude. Yeah. Funny guy, too. Yeah. Yeah, he is funny. Um, And then on December 9th, 8th, 9th, we're having... uh, Oh, my God. I'm totally drawing a blank on his name now. Um, What the hell, man? Uh, What what is going on with me? Um, Why can't I remember his name? Um, I'm scrolling now to find. Well, it's like me with Guytron. I couldn't remember. Mm. Yeah, what the fuck? Uh, oh my god, he Steve Rosen. Yes, Steve Rosen. Who Steve did Rosen, all the journalist Steve Rosen from the Van Halen days. Yeah, he. There is some incredible stone. fucking um interviews that he did over the years that are out there on audio. Yeah, with I mean, Ed. I can't wait. To That's talk gonna to be him. fun. Yeah, I mean, we have referenced that one interview that he that he did so many times. Where Ed's yeah, Ed's playing, playing clean, completely right. clean, and he's mm. talking about. I think he's talking about Van Halen too at yes. the time. And mm. uh, oh yeah, what do you, what did you do? What are some of the new riffs on the Van Halen record? You know, and you know, it's like seventies kind of you know Stephen Rosen seventies style, and uh, and uh, you know. And he Ed just plays them, but clean. But every harmonic, every fucking pull off, every pick squeal, everything clean. Yeah, he's doing like the uh, like that harmonic thing where he's running his hand up the back, you know, clean. You know, doing the no distortion. Yeah, you just hear you hear all the harmonics going up with nothing. And I always reference that. I go, you want to know how Ed got his sound? Right there, it was in his hands. Absolutely. You know. That's what it was. It wasn't, it wasn't the amp. It wasn't everything else. I mean, yes, they had a great amp, great everything, but it was in his hands because that right hand. it clean. Yeah. You play that stuff clean. I want to yeah. see you. No yeah. Problem. Good I luck. Agree. agree a million percent. Yeah. Oh, if you no. can play it clean, you're going to sound amazing through an amp. All great players to me, to me, like a huge part of the tone coming from that right hand, you know? Yeah. It's all the right hand. All the yeah. tone is from the right hand. Yeah. yeah, you get a killer yeah. amp uh, on top of it. It's great, but like, yeah, that's you know, you can hear. Uh, doesn't matter what you're playing through. It's just uh, some players, just that right hand, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that's that's okay. where it all comes from. I always think of that Funk Forty Nine intro. You know, how much better could you know that Joe Walsh thing? Stephen Rosen crosses the line in his book. I think I got that book, Mark. By the way, I haven't opened it yet. Oh, did you? I well. I think <laughs> I'm pretty sure yeah, I, I haven't gotten mine yet, but um, I'm pretty sure fun. I did. I think yeah. he might be out here, right? Yes, he's closer yeah. to you. So I think yeah. I got it. I just haven't. His book is insulting. Well, you know, there's probably things that it's insulting. Really? I doubt it. I seriously, doubt I don't know. It. The guy is a very, very, very uh, big fan of Ed. And if anything, he's saying, I bet you it's probably true. So, um, uh, you know, I I doubt it. Uh, let's see. Well, anyway, so that's Steve Rosen is coming on uh, on the 9th, I believe. And then we're also having 
uh dan and sean tubbs from rev are going to be coming on oh um we're going to talk about sean's pedal and stuff we're like just that. gonna all drink whiskey and get drunk on that show yes you were just in the store last week were they both of them yeah yeah oh really? Man, sean is like an unbelievably good both those guys are great players but it was oh yeah 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 sean's amazing unbelievable yeah, yeah he's such a great player and he's yeah. so humble too another one of those guys like oh i'm not oh shucks i'm not that good and you're like get out of here man. yeah nice guy really yeah. nice guy really really nice great player yeah well thanks again marty for coming on man you're a really really nice guy and oh uh, thanks so much man thank you yeah. guys for having me on one yeah. more thank you too that i wanted to thank the crew here at motor city you guys are the best too don't get a chance uh, to thank them enough <laughs> that's great well, make sure you guys check out Motor City Guitar. Check out the website or their stuff on Reverb or eBay and and all the socials. And um, we'll be back. We'll see you in a couple weeks. All right. If we don't see you, we'll see you the day after Thanksgiving. So have a great Thanksgiving also. Okay. Marty, hang on while we say goodbye. All right. All right. Take care, everybody. See you. Take care.